1: Or listening to the Voices of
0: Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay, don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing.
1: And Rich Crange.
0: <laughs> I a him. Who delivers I, this guy <laughs> in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. In, in the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? Stop yelling at me. I agree.
1: Welcome once again to the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast. I'm Rich Rachel, alongside, As always, a very good family man Joe Lanza. Joe, what's happening? Uh,
0: Rich, have you ever licked a vagina that tasted like battery acid? That's the
1: way to start it, I guess. Uh, yeah. No, and, and wet pennies? You know, you're going to have to explain that joke to me. I Was I supposed to get that joke or is it like above me, above my grade? I don't quite get what Austin Aries is going for there.
0: Well, you clearly have never licked a I guess vagina I that, yeah. Do they... that tasted <laughs> like battery acid and wet pennies.
1: I got, have you? I guess I should ask. No. Oh, I was wondering. Okay, so what is what is, what makes a? Uh... We're just starting out this way. This is this is one for the ages. I was going to start with a a pl- one of our our yearly playful Halloween discussions, but that's fine. We'll go this way too. Um, no, I don't know what. Ma- I don't. I I don't understand what he was talking about at all. What was that tweet? Which, by the way, if you didn't see Austin Aries, um, who between, someone's <laughs> gotten to man in the fucking world, fucking universe, man. Between like vanity searching his name and then like responding to people who criticize him about stuff which by the way you have to have something better to do Austin you have to I promise you do in between that he decided this morning to post some weird third eye like it was a three eyed tiger like what the hell how do you even describe this tweet that that Austin Aries rich it might be gone by the time that it comes
0: you were botching this bad boy it was a uh, it was a drawing okay of a of a of a man with a three eyed tiger head uh, performing cunnilingus. Mm-hmm. This is the first hour, we got to be classy. Performing cunnilingus from behind on a uh, on a young lady with the caption reading something to the effect of, "Um, I uh, you know basically was saying I'm paraphrasing because I'm not He was celebrating
1: uh, Vegan Day, right? Because today it was Vegan or World Vegan Day or whatever. Well, right?
0: well, of course, when you have a three eyed tiger man eating a vagina. Um,
1: I'm sorry I didn't obviously know what that was. I I apologize. Of course,
0: it's about vegan day. I mean, mean, (laughs) and and the caption said something to the effect of, I am vegan, so it tastes so good when I do this, unlike the taste of battery acid and wet pennies from non-vegan women who are eating Slim Jim's and macaroni and cheese all day. Kraft, Kraft mac and, and cheese.
1: Of, I'm looking at the caption now. It says, "When you know she's vegan and doesn't taste like battery acid and wet pennies from eating Slim Jims and Kraft mac and cheese is the. Uh, um, I can tell so you there's... firsthand that uh, I know somebody who eats Slim Jims frequently, and uh, I don't believe that's how it tastes like battery acid and wet you pennies. Don't
0: believe but... how that. It,
1: it... Well, it's not how it tastes, but I guess I don't. Maybe I don't eat enough batteries or uh, lick enough pennies to know exactly. Um there, listen, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> what the um, fuck is this? What a weirdo. No, what a goddamn weirdo. What the it's hell? It's a man with a tiger
0: head with three eyes first yes. of all. What's happening there?
1: Because it's like a normal body. Oh no, actually no, it's got claws too. So it's it's I think it's legit just a third eye. If you look at if you look at the image, it, it it appears to have claws. So I believe it is indeed a It's wearing a shirt though and it's wearing pants. But so it has the, it has the hands of a tiger and the face of a tiger, but it has three eyes, but it appears to have the rest of it appears to just be a normal man. I think.
0: So is this a tiger (laughs) man or is it just a tiger with some clothes on? Well, see, that's number one. It's got three eyes. That's number two. Yes. Number three, (laughs) apparently non-vegan women taste like battery acid and wet pennies. I've never experienced a vagina that had the flavor of battery acid and wet pennies. With that said, I've never tasted battery acid or wet pennies. That's
1: what I don't I, Maybe I've like licked a penny once or twice in my entire life, but yeah, it's not, uh, not often. I could so.
0: imagine what those things would taste like. I would imagine they would taste acidy and sour, perhaps. Um, I don't think copper would taste very good, I, but I, 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 I don't think I've ever performed Cunnilingus and came away with that flavor profile. That's what I'm saying.
1: And but maybe maybe your ladies don't. Um, maybe they're not big craft mac and cheese folks. Is that well, is that a possibility? That you know.
0: It's obvious that the nurse enjoys Slim Jims and craft macaroni and cheese because you've already alluded to this.
1: <laughs> not necessarily craft mac and cheese. The Aldi mac and cheese she enjoys. That's all I buy. I'm Aldi not buying craft mac, cr- mac, mac and cheese. I'm not. not we are money. dealing with- I made a we money de- show.
0: <laughs> We're dealing with creaky cratch, and the creaky refers to the sound of that wallet. So yes, you're buying the store brand mac and cheese, which in theory would would according to this tweet. Well,
1: no, uh, it doesn't say mac and cheese. It says crab mac. It and says
0: cheese. crab mac and cheese. But my point here is, according to the logic of the tweet, you would think that the store brand mac and cheese would make the vagina taste worse than a name brand mac and cheese, right? Wouldn't that follow the logic of the tweet? Uh
1: perhaps. Yeah, I, I I'm following follow I think our mis- first mistake is following the logic of this tweet. That correct. might be the, the biggest issue. But yeah You may be right. Um that that's possibly or maybe there's something specific in craft mac and cheese that that makes it um unique. I, I also kind of find it funny as well and and look we'll at the Slim Jims are obviously a part of it uh as well. I get that, the vegan the Slim Jims. I, I mean, Kraft Mac and Cheese, I know that if you're vegan, you can't have you, you know cheese. You have to stay away from as well in addition to, to all meat products or whatever. I, I've had Kraft Mac and Cheese in my day. I don't think there's anything even resembling or related to the family of cheese in a box of Kraft Mac and Cheese. Am I, am I correct in that? I feel like a vegan could I, probably get away eating Kraft Mac and Cheese. I think you're okay.
0: Again, there's a lot to unpack here. There's two different types of Kraft Mac and Cheese we're dealing with. There's the cheaper one with the powdery the powder, cheese. Yeah,
1: fuck that! I, I even as a kid I hated the powder. I knew that was fake, the, the powdered stuff. Did not. But you
0: got to make that with milk. And I would also assume that the powder contains something from, you know, legitimate cheese byproducts of some type.
1: <laughs> I I don't know. I'm not too sure about that. I That's
0: think cool. it probably has some dairy. But either way you got to make You got to make the it with milk.
1: The milk. I forget about it. see I'm I'm a I I do the uh the silver packet of goo. I'm that that Mexican is the, guy. yeah.
0: That is the deluxe. Kraft mac
1: and cheese. So the there frame. you go. Creaky wallet cringe, you know? It's the Aldi brand, yeah. but it's the shells and cheese, baby. I, I go with the uh none of the none of the elbow macaronis, none of the powder. No, I go I go with the goo. <laughs> Whatever it I don't know what it's actually called, the cheese goo, I guess would be it's, the best way to describe. I'm sure
0: there's dairy in that. But the the, the tweet specifically attacks craft, which is interesting. Because you know they said Slim Jim, that's a name brand too. But you know what? What are you going to say alternately? Salted cured meat. Of no, right. you're going to say Slim Jim.
1: It. Everybody knows that, yeah.
0: Slim Jim is now just what you call it, like Kleenex or, or Band Aid. It's Slim Jim. You know what I mean? Like it, that. Nobody says salted
1: cured meat. Is that All is right? that the technical term for us a, a Slim Jim? Is that is that what it would be technically? Like. Like what is the actual like? If I was going to get another, let me let me try to figure that out because because uh, I'm curious what they call like because on the bottom of their box it has to say slim jims are this you know you know what I mean like kleenex is a uh, facial tissue uh, uh, a meat jerky snack. snack a dried jerky sausage a dried sausage something like that I would uh, assume maybe I, I'm
0: going with salted cured meat
1: okay we're gonna go with that then that's fine that works for me um,
0: you know so but but to, to single out craft macaroni and cheese uh, is bizarre and also I mean look I, look. I have a curveball here, Rich. Uh-oh. I have a curveball for you. I've performed cunnilingus on a vegan woman before.
1: Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. I can
0: report these findings. I dated this Indian woman at one point.
1: Was she vegetarian or vegan? Well, I'm sure. No, they, they're right. Never mind. She'd be never mind.
0: No, she was a she. She was vegan. This is what I'm saying. I okay. Um, and she was a vegan, and I performed cunnilingus on this on this lady. And I have to report the findings. i I, I don't find the non vegan vaginas <laughs> battery acidic or anything like I would assume a wet penny tasted like in comparison to the vegan vagina. So I just am not sure about this tweet now, I will say yeah, this
1: I think I think you're going to need to at some point. I'm sure I'm sure the, the, the tLB will allow this. I think you need to do a Pepsi challenge with this. Just to make sure, because you know, what I, like you may have just thought, like one, you know, it, 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 at the time, you know, it might, it may, maybe at the time, it you were like, oh, that's a little unique, or that's weird, or you didn't quite notice, because maybe it was unique. I think you're gonna have to do a one on one, like, you, you know, go to one, go to the, and 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 really figure this out for the for the purposes of research. You're I mean, sure think, TLB
0: will allow this? I, I like
1: that. You, uh, you know, I think like, well, if she, if you tell her it's for the show, like, hey, look, I don't want to do this, but right. I have to do this. It, it's. it's, it's and, and I, I must force? take the battery acid Pepsi challenge here, but instead of Pepsi, it's obviously vaginas. One vegan and more, one vegan, so
0: and more just for the show. It's really for science,
1: right? And right. So we can now know yeah. for sure. And then, and she go, and look, CLB gets to eat Slim Jims and and, and mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese, and p- potentially at the same time. You can cut up the Slim Jims perhaps and put it in the mac and cheese, and then that's a it's a really full yeah. little meal right there. So
0: you know what? You're right. I think
1: I'm
0: going. She's getting to get a lot out of this. Her.
1: Let's be honest. She's getting a lot out of this. She's getting a, a meal. Yes. Slim Jim's and Kraft mac and cheese. We don't know. She might even have to try both of them at different times, so it might have to take two days, one with the powder, one with the the, the goo. Well, not only not
0: that sure. She's also getting some high-quality Lanzalingus. I mean, let's that's be that's honest. That's what I was going to say,
1: that's and then the best of all is the, is the cherry on top of this unbelievable treat is, is yes, a, a I, I Roche Vu. Say, Lanzalingu- <laughs> say it again. Lanzalingus.
0: Lanzalingus.
1: Say it. Lanzalingus. Uh, I love
0: it rich said lanzalingus so yeah she gets the high quality lanzalingus and again
1: i feel I, so bad I, we have we have a sponsor that we're going to talk about in a bit and he was like "Ah, oh, yeah yeah just don't you know maybe don't make like chuck berry jokes about <laughs> that was that's that's a real he, conversation that happened yeah, he but probably this, wishes we were talking about chuck berry right now as opposed to this but this is high class though this is not you know chuck berry that was you know i'm not going to kink shame but that that was low class though. this is this is this, is, this is top level stuff here this is you know
0: Hold on a second. This is legitimate wrestling news. That's what I
1: mean. Yeah, it's full both wrestling and uh, I,
0: this is the talk of of, of the of of, it's really of the nice. wrestling internet. <laughs>
1: <It's> really not.
0: <nice. laughs> sweet. Yes.
1: Now, I yes, yes, there's one news story that's got the wrestling world in a fever pitch, and it is indeed the Austin Aries uh, the eyed Siberian tiger thing. Yes.
0: I, listen, I like how it's wet pennies, not even just pennies. I'm telling you, there's a lot to unpack here. Does a wet penny taste different than a dry penny. Did you ever do the thing with the penny where you drop it in to the Taco Bell taco sauce packet and you just let it sit through the duration <laughs> of your meal? And then you dump the penny out and it's like it's fresh from the mint. No. Like, oh. Yes. I'm, that, it's I know a what to do doing after
1: the show today. <laughs> I know.
0: That that's is a legitimate thing. If you drop it, take the nastiest penny you have in your pocket. Because for effect, obviously, the, you know, you drop it in the Taco Bell sauce, hotter the better. So you want to go fire if you can. Okay. Hot will work. I'm, I never tried it with the milds, to be fair. Uh, but hotter the better. You drop that fucker in. Eat your chalupas or whatever the fuck you get, right?
1: Usually chalupa. That's, I, uh, I, I know. do enjoy the chalupas. Yeah, yeah.
0: At the end of your meal, you dump that out. You wash it off. It's it's clean like it just came from the mint. And people are ingesting that stuff. Now, that's not necessarily a statement against Taco Bell. This may work in any sort of uh, you know hot salsa type uh, you know condiment. For all I know, but the Taco Bell sauce—that's a thing.
1: You know for so. sure that it does there. I think the other thing that, that I love about this this meme as well is that it's wet pennies. Ys, yes. even though <laughs> if YS. it was pennies, it would yes. be ies. But. That that is another you know. yet another incredible thing. He did not create this one though. This is not his. Right. I, I've seen. The, I, I did a Google image search, and it is other places. I thought I would understand it reading other tweets where it was posted. I understand it less now after reading all those tweets. So I still. I th- I think I almost got it for a little bit. And now I get it even less than I ever did. So, it's yeah. it's not going well.
0: <laughs> oh, I I am going to uh, see if the lovely Brittany will consume some Kraft macaroni and cheese and some Slim Jims. And, and for science, Rich.
1: So now, okay, I have another wrinkle here. Not that this needs any yes. more wrinkles. Uh, we're 15 minutes in. We, we do, we, I'll, we, I'll be honest, we do not have a ton of topics today. It's <laughs> probably why this is going on as long as it is, but that's fine. I think people aren't enjoying this, or I hope they are. Um, wet penny, if you go on Urban Dictionary, can you guess what wet penny is? Or are you aware of this term? Have you ever heard of this term? I have never until... Uh, never. I was today years old when I found this out. Um, so wet penny is to uh, to perform a of linguist on a, a woman who was on the, quote, rag, is what this says here. The name stems from the copper taste of the vaginal era, uh, area while menstruating.
0: Okay, I've never heard of that.
1: I've never uh, either. So now that's another wrinkle. Is it like, is he, like, do vegan women not, <laughs> like, what is what is the, what's the implication I, here? Is that like, is that related or unrelated? Is it just a wet pen has a bad taste yeah. and he's just using that as the term? Or is he referring to some sort of, menstruation cycle that a vegan woman would not have i I'm, I'm now there's another there's another layer to this it's unbelievable
0: i think the meme is coincidental <laughs> okay in relation to that yeah i do i i don't see the connection um yeah but i've never heard that term now i've heard other terms for performing that act sure
1: oh sure 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 on but, a yeah, woman is, the wet penny is um that's a new one to me that that um uh, that is today. You can get it on a mug if you want. That's I always like that about Room Dictionary. They hit yes. you with a, an ad like hey, put, get sack of wet pennies a, a mug for your Facebook friend. Like, oh, no, someone should order that, that
0: wet penny mug and present <laughs> it to Austin Arias at his next indie <laughs> shot. That'd be funny. Um, yeah, but I don't think he wrote the meme. But it, he uh, now know, here's the thing. God, yeah. I think it's an incredible meme. I, people are ripping the tweet. I think it's a funny tweet. I, I got to be honest. I think the meme is hilarious. You have a three eyed tiger man performing lingus and wet pennies ys yes. i mean how is that not funny I, it's a funny tweet
1: so you know I, I think maybe but he doesn't think it's funny though like he doesn't get the irony in it at all right he thinks he's like no, he thinks he's, he like, thinks he's like dunking on, on on the our our, our disgusting yeah. meat eaters and our disgusting vaginas that we we yeah so he thinks he's got one over on us right like ha Eat your wet penny. Oh, right. drop. I mean, <laughs> it's like you, you we're, monsters. Yeah, that's...
0: He's definitely not laughing with us. I mean, we're right, laughing right, at, right. Yeah, right. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's just being all scenarios. I mean, he's... this is a guy who spent the week vanity searching his name and then like searching for the people's... For, for these people on Twitter, their other social media accounts and then posting their pictures on his Twitter.
1: I mean... You have to have something better to do, right? Like you, ha- you have, have to, to have walk, to walk a dog, bake some vegan cookie, like anything. Go to the gym, play some video games, read a book. There has to be, there has to be. I don't be even understand do. the point. Like, he's just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. He's a heel. God damn it. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he has all levels like, gotten to right now. It's, it's pretty, here's incredible. a
0: picture. Here's a picture of a man who said I was a jerk for walking out on impact. Okay. Like, I don't understand how, like, I don't even understand what he was trying to get at with those tweets, which I assume are still up. Um, But yeah, I don't know.
1: (sighs) It's, yeah, Austin Aries continues to be uh, an interesting. Person on Twitter. I don't know the good way to say it. He's definitely a, uh, an odd fellow, but it uh, continues to be all types of gotten to. But uh, actual wrestling news uh, this week that we're going to discuss here uh, Evolution. Uh, we got Evolve evolving in many, many ways this weekend. I uh, will talk about that. 114, uh, the Evolve 114 show, the results from that show, uh, and also what to expect for the next uh, few Evolve shows as well. Uh, New Japan's super junior tournament has wrapped up and we will get kind of a final reaction of that and final thoughts on the tournament. Uh, They, of course, have their power struggle show coming up this weekend. We're going to preview that of all the matches that we know so far uh, as of the time of this recording. I know that they're supposed to come out, I think, later tonight. So yeah, that's well, we'll, we're recording this on the first. So I know that not every single match is announced, but we're just going to go over the ones that we do know. I'm going to preview next weekend. I'm hoping to go to MLW in Chicago, so I th- or next week, I should say. Uh, hopefully, we'll have time to talk about that later in the show. If not, we can we can just bump it to next week. Uh, and then we got a little bit about Joey Janello's spring break and the uh, immediate sellout of that show and, and where it ranks in terms of all-time indie shows uh, and whatnot. Before we do all that, though, Joe, I do need to... Uh, we, we do have to... We, we got to get a sponsor in here. It's a great sponsor, a new one that we have on the show. But I do need to ask, of course, the the obligatory... I usually ask it before Halloween, but I'll now ask it after Halloween. But you know people might say oh god you're going to do the king size candy bar we're not though because there's a whole new wrinkle to the story now too cuz Joe you now have a you, you got children you got the TLB in the house has that altered your 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 usual halloween approach because for people that don't know what 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 is what was your approach prior to the the wife and kids and now what's your approach now to halloween cuz before you were you were the king size candy bar guy on the block correct
0: I love the halloween I like taking care of the children on the block with the full size Um, you know, it it wasn't like I'm giving out, you know, 180 full-size candy bars. It's, it would be more like the first, you know, first come first serve for that sort of thing. And then, you know, if you knock on my door at 915 at night, you know, I'm sorry, you're getting whatever's left, which is going to be your, you know, your fun size or whatnot. Um, you know, I'm not Mr. fucking money bags over here, but, uh, yeah, no, nothing really changed except we couldn't go trick or treating because uh, there was a tornado warning in College Station, Texas. Yesterday. <laughs> really? It
1: was and like and, and torrential downfall. It was, it was like 30, 40 degrees for us. It was. It wasn't bad, but yeah, no, it's uh, that. Yeah, you don't probably don't want to go out in a uh, tornado warning. So that's <laughs>
0: yeah. It said it said uh, tornado warning in effect until whatever time. Seek shelter immediately. So
1: <laughs> oh, that kind of uh, kind of puts a damper on the uh, the old holidays, So it's not good. Not
0: only that, you get very limited amounts of trick or treaters coming to the door too. But, um, no, the kids are still young enough to where they don't give a shit though. They don't know what's going on. You know, they put on their dopey little costume and, you know, put on some dopey cartoon and they, you know, the girl likes giving out the candy when the kids come to the door and, and whatnot. They, they don't understand yet. You know, and it's like I talked about on one of the pay shows. They have these things now in all these towns. They didn't have this going back maybe 10 years. I think this is a relatively new thing.
1: Well, you go trick or treating like the weekend before. Like, yeah, yeah. My town has in the in the downtown area. You go the weekend yeah. before, and, and all the stores, everybody will. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, go Local store by store, you. and they'll give it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they they did it last weekend, which I tried to drive through. I didn't know that that was going on because I, my brain still doesn't r- realize that that's a thing. Uh And that was yeah. a terrible, terrible thing. I was stuck in the downtown area just with like zombie children everywhere, and I was trying to just get to the other side of town. <laughs> it was a complete disaster. But yeah, that's uh, that. Yeah, we do we do the same thing as well. So.
0: Yeah, so you know, we took them to that last weekend, and and you know they did that, but they but, you know with a tornado warning and a deluge going on outside of uh, of water, there was, there was no shot of uh, of walking around with them. But that's it, you know, nothing else changes from that perspective. I have a shit ton of candy in this house because nobody came because of the tornado, uh, so that sucks. Um, you know, the hacky thing where now I have to eat it, Rich. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, but I don't want it. I really don't want to eat it. Like I'm not a big Candy slash sweets guy, you are.
1: I am. Yes, I. Well, I did something very different. I've I've grown up. I think this year because usually you buy like the packs of uh, of candy. They got the big cat packs, and and usually you're targeting like two things in the big the combo packs or whatever. You know, it's got like it's got Snickers, Reese's, and then like Nerds and God. Wait, 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 wait.
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. on. I'm not. I'm crossing. I'm
1: crossing brands there. I know. That's not.
0: No, 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 no. Hold on, rewind. I heard something there. I picked up on something. Yeah. Snickers, Snickers, and what?
1: Uh, Reese's. Reese's? What am I supposed to say?
0: It's Reese's.
1: Reese's whatever. Who cares?
0: What is Reese's? Wait a minute. Is this a thing? Who's saying it wrong? I don't know. Reese's I mean, I Reese's.
1: Is it Reese's or What are you, I don't what are you know.
0: referring to? What describe uh, the peanut butter cups,
1: it. the uh the peanut butter cups.
0: So the chocolate peanut butter cup Rice. You you call that Reese's.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: That's how you're pronouncing
1: that. I think I'm going with that. Yeah, that'll be my
0: with Reese's.
1: It's got a possessive on it, though. What, what do you call it? Just Reeses. Reeses. You're going Reeses. I'm going Reese's. So I'm putting a little more emphasis on the double E, and you're and yes, I'm going hard E on the second E, and you're going just kind of consistent E's throughout. I don't know. I'm I don't going, know. What the... Like
0: phonetically, I'd be like R E S U S Reeses.
1: Reeses. Okay, I'm going Reeses.
0: You're going Reeses. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Okay,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe it's a Chicago thing. I don't know. I don't. I think I've just always called it that. Now I'm thinking. I don't think yeah, re- re- yeah, re- yeah. I don't think I've ever called it Reese's. No, what Reese's is what you're doing. Reese's.
0: Uh, let if- me just say it naturally. Hold on. Yeah. Reese's.
1: Okay, yeah, I would say Reese's. I'm just doing it right off the top of my. You're head. You're
0: saying Reese's. Yeah. Re-siz. Yeah. Now, is, now, now, listen. Now, let's be honest. Chances are, um, <laughs> we're both wrong. Oh some- no, yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Chances <laughs> are, there's a third pronunciation somewhere floating around. That's the correct one. I mean, if we're being honest here. But I've never heard Reese's. And you, you you just were like, oh, yeah, you got the Snickers and the Reese's and the milk. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did he just say
1: Reese's? What the
0: fuck is a Reese's? Never heard that before.
1: Interesting. Yeah, anyway. I know, I know, I'm curious what the, the folks say. Let us know at Voices Wrestling on Twitter what the uh, correct pronunciation is. Because it might be, uh, maybe it's a regional thing. I don't know. I've, I think I've just always called them Reese's. I don't know if that's, maybe it's incorrect. Um yeah, uh, the nurses in sleep. I was gonna ask her. I was gonna wake her up. <laughs> ask her. I, yeah. I think she would say Reese's as well, which m- maybe indicates that it's a Chicago thing. But uh, let me tell you, something. Well, if she walks by at any point during the show, I'll uh, I'll bring her in here. And, and she's got to
0: gotta be a Reese's person because she, if she wasn't. Yeah. You would have had this conversation with her. <laughs>
1: exactly. She would have said, "What the fuck are you talking about?"
0: Yeah, just like that, she would have said it too. Yeah, yeah.
1: So can I get back to my? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may okay. continue. and I'm not even going to say. I'm not even going to say the peanut butter cup uh, <laughs> in question here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, a bag. It's got Butterfingers. It has uh, Crunch bars or whatever. I hate Crunch bars. That's not. The, I'm trying to find two things that I like. I like Butterfingers. Uh, I, let's say yeah. I know it's cross. Someone's going to say hey, that's Mar- One of those is Mars, and the other ones are like whatever. I don't give a shit. Right, yeah, uh, right. Like it's got Snickers. It's got Butterfingers, and then it's got like shit that like I don't know, like nerds and twizzlers yeah. or whatever like I, I don't mind twizzlers but they're you know they're just okay they're they're replacement level candy basically twizzlers um the old big bag of candy with the five varieties exactly right twizzlers. right like usually you're you're like hey those two are good i can deal with these other ones like you try right. to play the game because that's what they're made for they're not going to give you're not going to get a bag of of snickers butterfingers re whatever you know peanut butter cuffs, <laughs> assorted peanut butter cups milky ways like you're not going to get the the you're gonna get some shit in there. You're gonna get some nerds. You're gonna get some airheads. Like you're gonna get that 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 kind of cheap crap with it as well. Not that I don't like that stuff, but it, it's so you got to play the game a little bit. Well, this year we we got one that had the peanut butter cups, Butterfingers, and then I had like nerds and gobstoppers. Like I'm not a big nerds guy. I'm not a big gobstoppers guy. But whatever, you know, I'm doing it for the for the Butterfingers really more than anything. Um, you irrational. You hate Butterfingers. though. We've had this discussion before. So cannot cool. stand them. We, we don't have to get I into think... that though. I'm still picking them out of my teeth though. Like I, I understand. I, I, the, I understand the say. hate. It's there. It's, a, I, like right as we're talking, I'm picking them out of my teeth still. And I had one like 45 minutes ago, and it's still there. 45
0: so. minutes, Rich. I had a Butterfinger in 1987, <laughs> and I'm
1: still picking it out of my teeth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I had, a, I, I had a, I had a Butterfinger in 1993, and my tooth came out with it when I bit into it. There, there, it's a horrendous candy. But go ahead.
1: It's a fantastic candy. But so this, we were we were going to leave because it was like 8 p.m. And pretty much everybody had stopped. There was a few trickle out here and there. But we were going to go out and do something. So I said, you know what? I, I've never done this before. Because usually then for the next four months, I'm just eating candy I don't want. I'm eating nerds. I don't even want them. I'm eating fucking gobstoppers. They suck. Yeah. Like, I got it. I, I said, you know what? We're going to do the bowl outside. We're going to put the, keep the lights on. We're doing the bowl outside, and we're just going to leave. And whatever happens, happens. If people take the candy, they can take them. it's fine. And and this took a lot for me because I'm usually the guy. I'm like, no, no, no. I need. I I, I bought this candy. I'm going to eat this candy. And over the course of the next five months, I'm going to eat a bunch of candy I don't need or want or whatever. But I I finally made the choice to, to go out there and do it. Um. So I dug I dug all the Butterfingers out of there. I dug all the peanut butter cups in question out of there. Um. I kept so crunch bars were in there too. I kept the crunch bar. I, I don't really care about crunch bars. So I kept them in there. Uh, I put the bowl out. We came back. Bowl was empty except for one crunch bar. Wow. A single crunch bar remained from the entire. This bowl is huge too, but I don't understand what it was. It a symbolism thing. Why? Why just the one crunch bar? If you were going to take all the ones, like you would at this point, just take the crunch bar, right? If you're going to be mean, a guy that takes all the bowl, like
0: the whole bowl, or if, there was no guy who took the whole bowl and just a, a late comer shows up. And there's three pieces of candy left. Why not just take all three instead? Of That's two? what I'm
1: saying. Like, why would you leave me with this crunch bar? And then I had to like. Now I have one crunch bar. I, I don't. I mean, I'm going to keep it's it for a while because I don't want it. But I thought, I thought it was kind of creepy. Like, I came and I was like, wait, there's like one because we had this discussion. Michelle was like, we'll keep the crunch bars. I'm like, no, nah, I don't really want them. She's like, we'll just keep them. You like them? And I'm like, yeah, I don't really like them that much. Like, we had a 20 minute discussion about crunch bars, and I was like, nah, well, people like them. People will take them. People will have them. And then we come back, and there's one crunch bar left. I found that uh, unique. So, um, it's bizarre. Very yeah. Bizarre. It was really, really strange. Like, cause you're, you're right. If you're either take the whole bowl guy, just take the whole bowl. Or if you're, Oh, well, I'll, I'll be respectful to the bowl. Like obviously, there's no more respecting the bowl. There's one piece left. Just take the fucking piece. Just and, and, take the and, fucking piece. and it was also like eight 30 at this point too. Like no one else is out there. So just take the fucking piece of candy. But yeah, it was, it was quite, quite strange how that occurred. So that's yeah. good. I'm glad, I'm glad the, the TLB allows you to, to remain the same. in the way I wasn't sure if you had to pal around the kids all over the place and, and, and whatnot, but, uh, they don't care. So that's good. Probably a good way to do it then, anyway. All right. As I said, let's get to this wrestling stuff that we had to talk about. But before we do all that, I do want to let you know this episode of the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast is sponsored by our new friends over at Grapple. And Joe, Grapple is a fantastic new app available for free right now on the App Store. And Google Play, Grapple, that's G-R-A-P-P-L, no E, is a platform where you can rate matches you watch. Yes, wrestling matches. Yes, this is a wrestling ad on a wrestling show. How apt. Uh, No more spreadsheets or paper notes. Hint, hint, Joe. Uh, Grapple makes it easier than ever to keep a log of your personal match ratings in one easy-to-use platform. As, of course, with other social media platforms, you can follow others so you can see what their ratings are as well. Both Joe and I are on the platform, so download Grapple, that's G-R-A-P-P-L. And be sure to follow both Joe and I to see our ratings. Joe, have you had a chance to uh, mess around and grapple yet?
0: I have. I've played around with it. Uh, you can a- enter any, any match you like. It's not like... 1985.
1: Back to 1985, buddy. You can watch an old SummerSlam 92 and rate matches. That's pretty awesome. I like that.
0: Yeah, throw in match ratings for any match you like. You see someone out there rating a match, you disagree, you can put your rating in there. Uh, you can follow specific users, uh, maybe people who jive with your taste uh, to use them as a guide so you can know what to watch. You can follow me or Rich.
1: Yeah, some other people up there as well, which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it's all about all about following people and doing that sort of stuff. And 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 the thing that's cool too is like now it's a public log. Like you have your your paper sheet or whatever, but people can't see that. They can follow our, our reviews and see what we rate based off that. But now like you know I'm going to be using the app moving forward because now it's a way that I can sort of log my stuff and everybody can see it then, which I think is pretty cool, especially for us. And if you're into that as well, Grapple is a great app for you. Uh, what's cool about it as well is Grapple aggregates the ratings for each match and calculates an average across raiders. So basically a Rotten Tomatoes, a Yelp, Untapped. It's it's that sort of style for wrestling, which is really cool. Uh, currently, Grapple, as we said, has over twenty seven thousand matches dating all the way back to nineteen eighty five, including WWE, New Japan for Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Progress, Impact Wrestling, PWG, Lucha Underground, and Evolve. And I'm sure they're going to add much more later. Uh, Grapple is brand new, so it is only going to work if people are using it. Joe and I can rate as many matches as we want, but it's only fun if you guys get in it too. So, Voice of Wrestling flagship listeners, this is the call to you. Let's get on there and let's start rating matches. Hop onto the App Store or google play and search for grapple once again it's g-r-a-p-p-l no e and download it for free right now that's grapple g-r-a-p-p-l on the app store and google play download grapple today and support our brand new sponsor i'm excited about that one because it's actually a you know, we're not asking you to you know do something that you wouldn't normally do we're asking you to hey you want to rate wrestling matches on an app of course yeah so this is this cool that we have a a sponsor that actually makes a ton of sense for for our listenership so uh, thank you very much to the folks at grapple for uh for sponsoring this show and yeah definitely go out there and download it I put a tweet out earlier, and a lot of people seem to be uh, interested. And I know I got a bunch of new follows as well on Grapple, so it seems like people are, are kind of diving in a little bit and checking it out, which is cool, because I think it's uh, it's a pretty solid app, and And I love I love the historical thing, too. I, I mentioned that when we were doing kind of the uh, discussion of it. I love that you can go back in, in time, because I'm always watching old crap, you know, just watching old pay-per-views or whatnot, especially doing stuff uh, for the Patreon, which would be pretty cool to, uh, to do the ratings for as well. So yeah, definitely go to the App Store, Google Play, and download Grapple right now, and then, of course, make sure you follow Joe and I, so you can follow our ratings so joe i think we got to start at WWE evolution right is there is there unless there's something else that you really really need to get to but i think evolution is, is is probably the uh the most pressing show and most uh biggest topic we can talk about here um let's get to the business of it first though i think before we kind of break down the show um A lot of this was in the uh, Observer. We talked about it last week a little bit as well in terms of, you know, adding Ronda Rousey and Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella being the main event and being the announced match that sold a lot of tickets. Uh, This was an interesting one, though, because uh, Wrestling Observer this week, uh, Dave Meltzer, talked about it a bit. He said the scalper market was the weakest of the year with tickets going for six dollars leading into the show and hundreds of seats on the secondary market not being sold. So it was a uh, heavily scalped. Show, but one that didn't get sold all that much, and the ticket prices were pretty low uh, on that secondary market. Uh, he also puts here the Google searches. The show had a hundred thousand Google searches, which is a strong measurement of how it would have done on pay per view. Uh, that is the lowest level that Dave could remember uh, for a w- WWE pay per view show this year. So the lowest Google search traffic or whatever for for this year WWE pay per view. Do you make anything of any of those two? The scalp market being low or or the Google searches? Because we know that you know we talked about it last week. It's sold out. Ah, uh, the crowd was hot. it looked pretty full for the most part that that night. It seems like they're you know it's a success in some ways, but maybe the scalp market being low some empty seats here and there and low google searches do you do you make anything of, of of those notes at all?
0: yeah, of course I do. I think that um the fact that there were hundreds of seats that ended up not being sold and there were some um there were some patches of empty seats that you could see if you were paying attention as you were watching the show. Uh, we didn't have all of this information when we did the show last week in terms of uh, all we knew at that time where there was like, I think according to the official Ticketmaster chart, there was something like 200 something tickets remaining, and then they they all sold. So, but scalpers were left with hundreds of tickets in their hands. So, officially it's a sellout. WWE gets all that money, but in real world, world terms, when scalpers are struggling that badly and are left with hundreds of seats even marked all the way down as low as six dollars which you know i looked into that myself it's see it's not like all of those seats were available. for Right, $6. one
1: guy could have said, "Fuck it, I I can't go. I just want to get this ticket away. I just don't." because you know, I've done that before. I've got we, we've been sitting in the parking lot of a, of a show. There was one time I th- I forget what pay per view it was. It was WWE pay per view, and we were it was you know t- forty minutes before the show. Time's running out. I just told my buddy, just half it, just put it at twenty bucks or whatever. Let's just get rid of this ticket, and, and we'll be twenty bucks richer versus just eating this ticket. And it sold immediately because it was so far and away the cheapest ticket. But that doesn't mean that every one of the tickets was twenty dollars. It's just ours was twenty dollars, even though we probably. Could have gotten sixty for it. I just wanted to make sure it was sold and just get the damn twenty dollars before we walk into the the building. You, you know, so it, it, it's it can be sometimes misleading that lowest price is not always necessarily the, the price to dictate the entire conversation on.
0: But make no mistake, there were tons of tickets below face, right? Which which is a bad sign. It means they can't get rid of them. So that takes some of the shine off the fact that the show sold out because it you know wasn't a real sellout. And if they did another one. In three months, scalpers would be much more hesitant to buy them all up because of how the first one performed. With that said, not every WWE pay-per-view sells out. A lot of them do. Some of them don't. I think this one was uh, right in the range of other successful pay-per-views in terms of the real amount of tickets sold and all those sorts of things. I think the Google searches, to me, is a more eye-popping number. Um, You know, Being one of the lowest levels for a WWE pay-per-view show this year, when you factor in the novelty of this um, being the first all-women's pay-per-view ever, the fact that there was less interest uh, from a Google perspective—that to me is more damning than the idea that scalpers took a little bit of a bath on it. Um, scalpers take have taken bats on NXT shows before, and and you know some of those shows you know barely have half you know some of these NXT uh, takeovers, okay. Especially recent ones are are two thirds or even sixty percent full. Yeah, this the shows... one I went
1: to the uh, takeover Chicago a few years ago, the one with Rude and uh, Tommy, uh, the whole like I uh, yeah I would say maybe two thirds sold, but there was an entire half of the upper deck that was just empty. Yeah, Marked over blacked, just no one there. Yeah, it was completely empty.
0: Right. This this was a building where all the seats were open, and it was just a few hundred that didn't sell. Uh, so I'm not really. You know, sure, that takes some of the shine off of the the idea that it sold out for sure. But I'm not really—that's to me not a giant indicator that this thing was uh, a bomb or anything like that. I think that would be too strong of verbiage. Now the Google searches—that's kind of telling. Uh, that does tell you that a lot of your died-in-the-wool uh, hardcore or even casual wrestling fans looked at this and may have said, "You know what?" This is just a instead of looking at it as a first time novelty, looking at it as it was a little gimmicky. Like right, okay. well, I think what that
1: also what that also tells you too is a lot less people trying to find streams of it as well. Which which yes. when you look at those Google searches, a lot of that is people trying to get it for free. But that that indicates general interest as well. Even if they're not trying to buy it, they're trying to steal it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you would assume yes. that if it's if it's a show that has a ton of interest, that there are people trying to find a stream for it. And this indicates that Perhaps less people than any other pay per view this year were trying to find a stream for for this particular show, which is is interesting as well.
0: Streams and and just looking for results. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the public was more apathetic than usual in wanting to see this thing for free and caring who won the matches. So realized
1: I we realize, run a website that we could possibly look at how it did uh, comparable to other pay per views this year. I think that's a that's good true. idea. So I'm going to do that do while that. you were talking. So.
0: Yeah, so I mean, to me, that's the more damning number because I do think, um, you know, they, they sold a shit ton of tickets. They didn't have to curtain off the the, the, the third level or anything like that. Uh, but the Google searches is, is is a little concerning. Now, I do think they're going to do more of these moving forward. And when I say more of these, that's all, you know, all uh, uh, women uh, women's division exclusive pay-per-views. I think there's no question they're going to do more. They have to plow forward. Um, do I think that this show was an intentional, not diversion, but, um, you know, counteraction towards the fact that they knew that they were going to Saudi Arabia a week later? Yeah, I do. But I I don't think that means they weren't going to do this eventually. I just think they picked what they felt was an opportune time to do the first one. And I do think that there'll be more, um, so from that perspective, did you did you gather anything? Yeah, you so, here still- this,
1: so this is year to date here. Um, right. it is not our worst, but it's certainly nowhere near the top. So our top, which which makes the most sense, is wrestling. Okay,
0: don't yeah, sure. Don't give the numbers though. Oh no, no, I'm not.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know
0: we're running a business here. It's so. in the millions.
1: Trust me, they're all in the millions. Every all number in here the, is in the millions. These are so.
0: all high seven figures. You don't right. need to know the exact. <laughs> right. Okay
1: i'll say if the first your, number six hard. million no i'm just joking
0: That's we all. are ufc we don't open the books right okay? exactly
1: yeah we're not publicly traded if you if you That's wanted right. to i don't want to not i don't want no, to do an ipo then yeah. tell
0: you what you want to buy ten thousand dollars worth of stock we'll give you the numbers
1: <laughs> exactly the yeah I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll extract this pdf for you and you can look at it but uh, wrestlemania number one uh right. number two extreme rules number three okay. royal rumble number four backlash number five money in the bank number six ironically enough greatest royal rumble Number seven SummerSlam. Number eight, Elimination Chamber, Number Nine, Fastlane. and Number 10, Evolution. What number 11, beat? right behind Evolution. It beat Hell in the Cell. It right. beat Super Showdown. Okay, uh, these I see, I don't feel comfortable it because these are like the UK tournaments or whatnot. I'm not gonna count those necessarily. No, no,
0: pay-per-views, pay-per-views. Um
1: that's it for 2018 pay per views, I think. Now I'm looking so at it it. Be- the rest of these are 2017 pay-per-views, which I would love to know the guy. That's reading the WrestleMania 33 review, like August. But listen, I'll be
0: honest. Don't don't you occasionally read stuff like that, like just researching something, or yeah? So I I, like this guy.
1: Royal Rumble 2015 does pretty well. (laughs) It beats out like a lot of ones from last year. Well, somebody really likes Royal Rumble 2015. So okay, of like actual WWE pay-per-views on our site. So what did I say? So we have it beat hell in a cell, and it beat out, I guess, Super Showdown. I mean, do do we want to count Super Showdown as an official? Sure, we'll count it. We'll count it. So um, Hell in a Cell and Super Showdown is the only two that did better than, than Evolution.
0: And Super Showdown was like a, a week or two earlier and hasn't had time to build. And it did up dramatically less.
1: La- like and and the difference between Hell in a Cell and Super Showdown. Yeah, obviously, these are all in the huge. millions, but it's it's a couple million between those two. So,
0: so um, Super Showdown by far had the least interest of all of what we're calling pay per view.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and even that, it's a step up even from like the UK tournament and whatnot, and and the Mayon right. Classic and other ones like that. But so yeah, there's like. There's a level where Super Showdown is. Then you have to go another big level to get to, to Hell in a Cell. And then Hell in a Cell and Evolution and, and Fastlane and Elimination Chamber. A lot of those are the same. And we're talking about only a few, you know, the, the very small amounts of differences. Percentage-wise,
0: but, you're talking what? Under 10% differences between Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Okay. Very, very, very. Okay. Except for WrestleMania, which is so far and away uh, the biggest of the entire year. So. Right.
0: Oddly, SummerSlam was way lower on that list than I would have guessed. We,
1: um... The the site usually, and this might be, it might be people's viewing habits and whatnot. I'm always surprised by that too, but it's always like the, every year, the biggest part of our website is the first half, half of the year with Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. with WrestleMania weekend, with Royal Rumble, like January, yeah. February, March, April, huge, always huge. And it always falls in the summer. It always, which makes sense, I guess, that you're not like on the internet. You're not looking at wrestling reviews, not doing all that sort of stuff. SummerSlam though is always that way. Like you'll get weird March pay-per-views that are better than SummerSlam. So it, yeah. It, it goes away because I've looked at that historically, and I think even last year, if you look at the numbers, it, it, it kind of reflects the same thing as well. So it's well, not, d- d- it's doesn't actually RG- cratered in like, you know, <laughs> in May, and then all of a sudden now we, you know, can barely get anybody to come to the site. It's not that at all. It's very consistent, but yeah, it's just a, a matter of.
0: But in general, our G1 coverage blows away SummerSlam year, every oh, year yeah, yeah, around yeah, the same yeah, for sure. time. Um, for whatever reason, our readers just, they never fucking, you know, even, even this show, like, Uh, When there's, you know, and I, I tweeted some stuff like this last week uh, with some stuff I was looking at when I was digging into data of this, of this flagship show. But, you know, when G1 is one of the featured topics in the title, you know, we do, you know, we do more downloads. SummerSlam never affects anything. No, it it just, I I don't know what it is. Our, our listeners, our readers, the people who frequent um, our site, just don't give a fuck about SummerSlam. I, 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 you know, I don't get it, but it is what it is. Um. But yes, yeah, so that's interesting too. Evolution. So the interest level was just not there. I mean, not on our site anecdotally and not on Google, which is the biggest site in the world, I guess. So, and a hundred thousand really seems small for Google searches. That seems like tiny. Um. So yeah, I mean, I read into that and think, well, you know, it's, uh, the, the 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 actual real interest level in this show certainly didn't match the hype surrounding it.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm, so I'm I'm digging in a little bit more with our numbers too because I think it's kind of interesting here. So it, the the amount of unique page views as well, which is people that don't normally come to the site, they're they're maybe it's the first time at the site or or, or they're considered whatever Google Analyst considers a unique person, and a lot of those come from Google. People type in WrestleMania 33 or whatever, and our thing comes up. You know you know fat, Elimination 2018 results like our our articles come up or whatever. Uh, this right. one has the least amount of unique views of any or the least percentage of unique views I should say of any pay-per-view this year as well. So that means to me again like less people searching it and finding it that way. The people that, that right. read this Evolution pay-per-view were people that follow our site anyway or on all the time. Oh, I'm going to read what Voice of Wrestling said about this pay-per-view. I found right. it on their Facebook page. I found it on their Twitter page. I, I usually find it. The amount of Google entrance from this one of the lowest percentages of, of, of unique people coming from Google on evolution so that sort of shows that maybe Dave's or Dave's thing is not totally out of left field we have a very similar pattern in, in ways uh, to, to what Dave was finding about the Google searches as well so that 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 is kind of interesting to look at
0: so this show was bad for business for a lot of different entities is what you're I mean there's no other way around it um, you know you and we can Reasonably deduce from that that it didn't really generate network subscriptions then because why would that buck every other trend? Right. Which, yeah, is is interesting. I, I wouldn't mean, have thought I
1: that. came back and reviewed this one too, so we, we brought the heavy hitters for this one too. It's not like, you know.
0: That's right. I mean, this
1: wasn't a, <laughs> a scrub review. Up. Captain Creech
0: jumped on, you know.
1: None so, of our reviews. For the record, none of our reviews are, are, are scrub reviews, but you
0: know. yeah. Yeah. Um, odd. Now, you know, women's wrestling historically in this country has never been a huge draw. Um, You know, so, but, but it really, I'm still surprised by some of this. I felt it just goes to show, right? There's social media reality and reality, reality. That's been one of my new phrases I've been spouting every week because you would have thought the night of the show is a good show. So first of all, that helps.
1: Oh, yeah, I we're gonna talk, talk about it here in a bit. A fantastic show. By yeah. the way, I think the best pay-per-view this year. Of all the all those shitty shows I listed, I, I'd watch Evolution again before I'd watch any single other one of those other shows that I listed before. So, so
0: it's a good show, and that always helps. But you know, it, it it felt like a huge social media event, right? But the reality is something very different. It's and it it's a lesson that I continue to learn and it's just you know who? BJ Mendelsohn. Social media is bullshit, right? I mean, it just—it's it, bullshit. It—it's—it's it's a false sense of reality. It's your own personal curated reality, is what it is. You know, it doesn't represent real reality. And this is just another example because I would have never thought that those Google numbers. If you would have asked me, if if you asked me like blind item. And it wasn't on the run sheet and all that. Because I hadn't seen this until I saw the, the run sheet for today's show. If you just said, Joe, where do you think Evolution ranked in Google searches compared to other WWE pay per views? I would have put it like behind WrestleMania. Just based on the feel I had for the buzz in the aftermath of the show.
1: Do you know what I mean? Right, oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, and, I mean, it was it was a fever pitch. I mean, that was it was a fun night to be on Twitter and talk wrestling because it felt like everybody was watching thing and everybody was kind of positive, and everybody was kind of going in the same direction, which is cool. It wasn't like people bickering at one another. It was just like, "Oh yeah, we're all in this together." And yeah, our little our little bubble was exploding with it. I mean, but it, it exploding in anticipation. We did the newsletter and all the articles I linked in were all about women's wrestling because everybody was writing about it, everybody was doing stuff. It felt like, yeah, it felt like everything was leading and building to this one night. And yeah, I would have been the same thing as well. I probably would have maybe put it behind SummerSlam maybe, maybe a little bit behind Royal Rumble, but yeah, right up there. I thought it would have beat, you know, fucking Illumination Chamber or Hell in a Cell or whatever, but yeah, it, it's it's pretty interesting. That uh And the
0: reality though is nobody fucking cares. Yeah. I, I you know, I mean facts are fact. This is crazy. I can't even imagine the interest level in this if Rousey wasn't on it. I you know, now that I know what I know, I couldn't I mean how how low could it have sunk? This is it's 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 pretty uh you know, I'm interested, you know, obviously the network, I assume it'll be the number one watched item on the network. So we really can't glean anything from that because the network doesn't give you how many views things do. They just give you that dopey top 20 list or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's really, we're really not going to get anything off of that. Um, now, if it's not number one, there's a huge problem <laughs> because every pay-per-view. So maybe that's worth keeping an eye on. I mean, if if some NXT episode beat it out or, you know, people are still watching super showdown or something instead. That would be fucking insane, but I can't imagine that would be the case. I would be stunned if it's not the number one watched item on the network for the week. I did that even come out yet. I don't even know if those, uh, right
1: I have out. not seen it yet. I haven't seen it. I, I don't know if it well, came
0: What's today. It, well, the show was on Sunday. T- was no, th- yeah. It's yeah, yeah, Thursday,
1: Thursday when Thursday, we're recording you know. this, but yeah,
0: All right, well, that's something to watch it. All right. Well, I mean, the show was really good. I guess we can transition to that. Um I, I mean, and, and you didn't even like.
1: No, the, the match, match that everybody that- loves the most is, is the one I didn't really like all that much. So yeah, if, right. if I like that match, I mean, it, it, I, I think still definitively, and I said at the top, we'll, we'll talk about that match here in a bit, but I think definitively, and, and, and that was sort of my reaction immediately afterwards, and that's always tough to do, that immediate sort of, hey, where does this rank, because it's fresh in your mind and you're usually going to think it, but I, it was almost universal when I said, oh my God, was that the best pay-per-view this year that WWE's put on? And we had a few other people drop in with a few contenders here and there, but I mean, they uh, very few. I mean, most of the people were like, "Yeah, I think that is." Like, I don't even have a good contender. Maybe the Royal Rumble. Maybe you know, Money in the Bank is a few people gave us, but I pretty much everybody else kind of said, "Yeah, no, nah, I think you're right on the on the money." There, I think it was definitively the best pay per view main roster pay per view they've had this entire year, and there might be. I mean, if you include takeovers, might be one or two takeovers I'd probably put over it. I'd have to kind of look at the rankings here and there. I, I remember liking a lot of the, pay, uh, the takeovers uh, this year, but I mean, as far as like main roster WWE, I think this is far and away the best one they've had all year.
0: Yeah, I mean, Royal Rumble was good. Money in the Bank was good. And the rest were, I mean, I don't know the rest. Maybe I'm forgetting one or two others, but most of the others were utter shit, because I gotta write about them every month. And I almost feel bad when I write my reviews for a lot of these WWE shows, because I'm so harsh, and I, I, I I'm like, am I being fair? But I'm being fair, because they're they're horrendous. And I think, you know, here's the thing. I'm watching Evolution, right? And I'm enjoying every match. And until I got to Lynch Flair, which I went four and a half on, okay, and we'll talk about that match in detail in a minute. Until I got to Lynch Flair, and I really liked the main event too, what I was thinking watching this show was, you know, the wrestling on this show isn't any better than the wrestling on any other WWE big show. It really wasn't. But what made this such a good show was... No nonsense booking. We had rivalries that were well-built. Finishes that were, for the most part, were good finishes. And there was nobody throwing pancakes. There was no Carmella dancing with R-Truth. There was no typical WWE fucking bullshit. There was no cheap finishes, uh, depending on your opinion on the Baszler thing. But we'll talk about that. But I didn't find that particularly egregious. It didn't ruin the match for me. there were satisfying finishes, and 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 the show just didn't have any bullshit. And I think that goes a long way because I'm watching this and I'm not like, wow, this is far superior wrestling that I've seen all year. It isn't. Uh, it, it wasn't until those last two matches, but the rest of the show was just it was it was treated better with the way that they laid it out and booked it. And I think that went a long way. And the crowd was super hot. You don't get crowds like this with WWE shows a lot of the time now in some of these cities because what they're presented isn't good. And we just don't have a lot of hot crowds these days. We just don't. Crowds aren't hot. You know, anytime you watch something old, like on the, you watch something from the Attitude Era on the network or watch, you know, some All Japan show from when they were hot or New Japan or whatever. And and the first thing you think is, wow, I, forgot that crowds could be this hot because we just modern wrestling we don't get those super hot crowds anymore this is a really good crowd and a show with a severe lack of utter bullshit so I think that helped it too
1: yeah, I'm, I think one of the things as well, and you mentioned the hot crowd, and, and, and this was evident from the moment the show started. Like The first person that came out, the crowd was hot. And, and what was cool is I, and, I, and I found this unique as well, and I mentioned it on Twitter the, the night of, is it was a different sounding crowd. too. You could definitely tell that, that and we talked about it a little bit week, uh, last week, of, of the dynamic of this crowd. What is this crowd going to be? And I think we found out it was more of the casual fan crowd because Tony Storm and, and, and Yoshirai came out with, with not much fan reaction. They won him over eventually by having a great match, but there was, uh, the minute Tony Storm comes out, she was not getting huge reaction Trish Stratus got huge reactions, Lita got huge reactions any of the past ones, any of the current women on the main roster, they got the big reactions so we know that it was a a very casual fan base in a lot of ways, which is fine that's that's kind of what I anticipated but I think you could audibly tell that there was a different tone to the crowd it was definitely more women definitely more children and that's cool i made for a unique experience and it was one of those things that we talk about like that's a a noise that you don't hear that much in wrestling anymore they can talk about all they want about the diversity of wrestling fans or whatnot go back and watch something from 30 years ago it sounds different there are definitely just more men making noise at wrestling shows now i mean you can whatever it it, it just you can hear the noises being made you can hear the sounds of the crowd pops i mean it was a we talk about the pop all the time but listen to the fucking von eric's come out uh, on a world uh, pop in you know W network and, and and click a world class and something that, that crowd isn't filled with women going nuts for the voneras or filled women going nuts for for rock and roll or, or free you know what I mean there's there's so many that 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 you can go through so I thought that was cool that it it, it sounded like a different crowd which was about what I I expected but I was glad it wasn't it, it definitely saw true with that but you talked about the crowd being hot all night and being a good crowd. I think they were. And I think a lot of it, like you said, because it wasn't bullshit and they felt like it was special. People felt like I am seeing something that's unique and special right now. And I think that is one of the huge issues with, with WWE's current, strategy of just content 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 and yeah it makes all the sense in the world financially that yeah content 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 but and i'm sure you can listen to wrestlenomics radio on the voice wrestling podcast and they'll talk about the q3 uh the, the news that came out and, the, and and the data that came out is that live attendance is cratering people are not going to shows anymore they're consuming maybe more than ever It's on more platforms than ever. You can get WWE anywhere. You can watch it. I mean, shit, on a weekly basis, Joe, how much WWE do you feel you have for the TV reviews that you have to watch? You got NXT, NXT UK. I mean, shit, if you're watching Raw and SmackDown, you're watching shit on the network. I mean, you are just inundated with content, which is exactly what they want. They they are content providers right now. That is their goal, is to give you as much as humanly possible. But the, the flip side of that is nothing feels special. Nothing feels unique. Nothing feels different. This show felt that way. This felt... Like you were at a pay-per-view that meant something that was different, that was unique, that this is not like everything else that we see. This isn't like the other 15 hours of TV we get every single week. And that's that's cool. I mean, that is something that that they've really lost in their new strategy of just shove content as much as content as seemingly possible. Their, their goal is to exhaust you content-wise, which is great, you know, in, in some ways, but but I think you're seeing it in the crowds when the crowds just don't react to the things as much as they they should have, or they, or they did many years ago, whereas this show, they reacted to everything. Everything that was going on in the show, they reacted to. And like you said, they didn't, they didn't insult anyone's intelligence in the show either. We'll talk about it. Maybe, you know, maybe a few times they did for things, but for the most part, as you said, it was this person versus this person. This is why they're fighting. Here it is. Here's a match. There you go. Even when there's interference, it made sense. We'll talk about the match where it did it. So I think this is, I mean, this is what it should be. This is the template. Is keep a specialness to these pay-per-views and don't inundate with bullshit, you know, and then you come away with a great show. Cause like you said, the wrestling wasn't all that much better, but it felt better. It felt like you were, you got, you were rewarded for watching the show. You felt like things ended. You felt like matches happened for a reason. Everything just kind of came together perfectly. And, and even in spite of the build that a lot of people had issues with, I thought top to bottom, a really great show because it at no point insulted my intelligence. It was a perfectly well-booked, solid, at times maybe even boringly so, but I'm fine with boring, (laughs) you know, of just give me a winner, give me a loser, give me some stakes and give me matches. That's all I want out of my wrestling. That's it. I don't need pancakes.
0: You mean mean boring,
1: boring in the sense that they didn't do you know. uh, Right, there was matches where I was like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. It's like, oh, yeah, Sasha Banks won. Of course she won. (laughs) She should have won. You know what I mean? Like, Sasha Banks hits a frog splash and pins her, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what it should have been. Like, not a schmaz where the Riot Squad comes in and attacks and then gets whatever. It was just like, at times, I mean boring and not, because a lot of times boring now everybody thinks of it in the negative sense and it wasn't a boring show in that sense negatively it was boring in the sense that i was like oh that i don't really have anything hot to like my review kind of stopped being a hot take thing and i was like yeah that was a good match and good finish all right like you know i I, i don't have anything more to say like it was good it was solid like in that way boring in that sense where it's not like oh my god what are you doing like why are you doing this but like oh that was logical. Okay, cool. Nia Jax won the Royal Rumble. Makes sense. She's big. You know, she's bigger they than the other women. Good. Yeah, she should have won it. Like
0: they didn't, they didn't try to make everything super eventful with the finishes, or they didn't try to shoot major angles after every match. Is what you're saying? It's it, it boring in that sense. Yeah, not in exactly, this sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's fair to say this was a show that the people who were into this show were super into the show. The problem was just it. it unfortunately, it didn't have a ton of interest when you really dig into the data. But if you were interested in it, you were super in it into it, which is probably why social media gives you that false sense that it was this massive event when it really wasn't. That, you know, so, um, but yeah, I, I did think it was a really good show. Let's go through it.
1: Yeah, let's do it. So, we had the main event here. It was the uh, Raw Women's Championship. It was Ronda Rousey defeating Nikki Bella. And that's what I said again, like they didn't reinvent the wheel here. That's my worry. I thought something was going to happen here. They're going to build to something else. Ronda Rousey just tapped her out. Like they had a really, really good back and forth match. I thought the right amount of Ronda Rousey selling and the right amount of her, you know, being brutal offensively to, to Nikki Bella, Nikki Bella fighting back a little bit here and there, but in the end, Ronda Rousey was just better and tapped her out and won. And I thought, Hey, that worked. And I really, really liked this match. I, I think it was just solid. Like it was not my favorite match of the night. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that, but right up there. I just, i liked it 14 minutes in and out, told the story that you needed to tell and, and, and didn't get too cute with it. Just Ronda Rousey wins by submission.
0: There you go. Not my favorite match of the night either, but my second favorite, but we have different favorite matches of the night. Um, but yeah, I went four stars flat on this. I enjoyed the fuck out of this. And I think Ronda Rousey continues um just very smart in the way they lay out her matches and she continues to impress the fuck out of me and that judo throw off the top Ooh. rope
1: <laughs> oh, that which was led brutal. to the finish
0: was awesome i mean what an incredible visual it is the visual that i will always remember from this show when i think of you know sometimes you name a wrestling show and something pops into your your mind's eye from that show you know what i mean um if you know 10 years from now, when someone says, Remember WWE Evolution, I will have the visual in my mind of Ronda Rousey that with that judo throw off the top rope of Nikki Bella, which led to the uh the uh arm bar submission or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, Ronda Rousey's shit just looks vicious, it looks it looks uh real, it looks nasty,
1: it looks real, real in this match. <laughs> there was many times where I was like, Man, Nikki is gonna feel that tomorrow, man. That that felt like it was gonna hurt, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's interesting, but no, it was it. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's I don't know if she's just that good at making it look brutal, or if it is actually brutal. I'm not sure. It's not like the Vader thing where it's just like, yeah, it looks like that because Vader's just fucking punching that guy. But I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. What what, what do you think? Do you do you do know it what? I I don't know and I don't care. Yeah. it doesn't bother me. me.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like that's Nikki Bella's problem if it's if it's stiff. You know, I mean, on some level, yeah, you don't you don't want wrestlers you know beating the shit out of each other unless they're both into that sort of thing. Uh, you know, but but it doesn't matter. I mean, her matches are wildly entertaining and they just feel different than everything else in 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 all the right ways. Um, it, it's a lot like the reasons why, you know, we've talked about some of Brock Lesnar stuff, but, you know, not not for the same, not in the same ways, but just in the way that it just feels different and feels special when you're watching. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I you kind of think... have to
1: change your, your approach when you're watching one of those matches because it's just yeah. different. Like you you uh, the thing I always talk about with the Brock Lesnar matches you can never walk away. Like I a lot of times if it's yeah. it, we'll talk about a match later. It, it was like a the the six man women's match. I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm I'm kinda hungry, I'm gonna go get a snack. And I, I like walked and got away, and I could hear it in the background. I come in and chime in a little bit. Okay, not much going on. All right, cool. I'll run to the bathroom real quick. I didn't, I, I mean I, I don't think I missed anything in those three minutes that I was gone. I'm right. not leaving to run a Rousey match. I'm not leaving to run Brock match. Cause you don't, it could end. You could see something right. you've never seen before. You see an awesome judo throw. You see like, you do not know what's going to happen in that three minutes. I knew safely that I could skip three minutes of Bailey on offense, you, you know, or, or, you know, Liv Morgan working over Bailey. I'm fine. I can go back and, and, and miss that. Randy Orton is a perfect example of a guy. You can miss five minutes of a Randy Orton match and the ending. Nothing changes. Nothing in the world, your life doesn't change, the match doesn't change, you've missed nothing in those five minutes, you can't do that during a round Rousey, you can't do that during a Brock Lesnar match, because things happen in every second of the match, and and, and and they make it unique and they make it interesting, and that's fun, because you have to watch, and you have to have kind of a, a different focus. She comes out and you go, alright, let's go, we got it, you got to ramp it, like, and you don't get that, there's not that specialness with a lot of other people on the roster, so it is definitely unique in that way.
0: I still think she sells a little too much, but that's just my personal... I think
1: they did a way better job this one. There was... Uh, what was it against? Um, she had a match on Raw a few weeks ago. I'm forgetting who it was against. Ruby... It wasn't against Ruby, was it? Or was it Ruby? I, I don't remember exactly who it was against. But she had one where she was selling and selling and like, what do you do? And Like, no. This one I think was the maybe the right amount, I'd still probably do a little bit less, like you're saying, but I think this was a, a, an okay amount. But again, like, there was a point in this, and I think I tweeted it out as well, where Nikki had her, like, tied up in, like, a, a, a some sort of scissors. And I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> like, I don't believe that this Nikki Bella, the star, I, I know she trains, I know she's constantly improving to the point where she's the greatest of all time because she's improved for nine years straight. But I I, I can't honestly believe that the Total diva star is, like, some, like has Ronda Rousey in a submission, <laughs> like on the edge, no, yeah, of really, out. Like I'm not, I'm not going to believe that. I'm just sorry. No, you're I'm not, not wrong. Too. Like,
0: I mean, yeah, Nikki, Nikki Bella dominating Ronda Rousey on the match should never happened. I mean, if she's going to sell, it has to be a certain way and set up a. And I, and then, look, to be fair, this was a main event, and you know she had help from Brie at times to help give her an advantage. And it's, it's like this match didn't bother me as much as some other Ronda matches have, in terms of her selling too much. But you know, it's just. It's also the house style. I mean, you know, unless you're Brock, you're still gonna have to work that house style to some extent, and, and that means that you know the baby faces are gonna sell. Um. So yeah, but but I mean, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I, but I, I I great I I don't want to say I greatly preferred the Becky Lynch Charlotte Flair match, but um that that was my match of the night. And I guess that's the one we'll talk about next. Now, you see, this is great. You know why this is great? I'm gonna tell you why this is great. Normally, I'm the grump. We did all those Hall of Fame shows, and I had to sit here and say I voted no for all these people, because I don't <laughs> vote for anybody. And I and I came off like the heel in every Hall of Fame show, because I'm like, you know, fuck Kota Ibushi, and, and fuck Sergeant Slaughter, and fuck Junkyard Dog. I don't vote for any of these guys. And I came off like the heel on all those shows, because I don't vote for anyone. You get to be the heel now, because Rich, I genuinely believe you're the only person on the face of the planet who didn't think this was a great match. Now, I'm not burying you because I've been on your side of the table before. We've both been there where we just didn't get a match before. Uh, But I loved it. I have the consensus opinion. So my opinion's boring. Tell people why you didn't love this match.
1: Yes, this is, of course, the Becky Lynch uh, Charlotte match is the uh, last woman standing match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, see, the problem is I come in. I came in negatively because I don't like Last Man Standing matches. I think they're really terrible. And and the, I, I mentioned that on Twitter, and a few people were like, what are you talking about? There was a great Last Man Standing matches. And they gave me, like, two. Everybody gave me the same two. They gave me Umaga and John Cena, and then I mentioned Triple H and Chris Jericho, which is my favorite matches of all time. They've had, like, 40 of them. You know what I mean? Like, they, they've had so many. Everyone's like, they're not bad. Like, there's these two that are good. I'm like, no, they have them, have them all the time. Can I defend you? Like... Yeah, go ahead.
0: You're absolutely right. They People choked on you and they all gave the same two or three matches. I had like 30. And, like... and there's been like 100 of them, and they the rest of them fucking stink, okay? Last man standing matches are the dirt fucking worst, so I will defend you there. Like so, a classic
1: yeah, you, sort of Texas death style match or whatever, That yeah, that's different. I don't consider that. What I consider is the WWE last man standing match, which is person hits somebody with a hip toss, and the referee starts counting. Oh, this might do it here. One, <laughs> two. Oh, she's up it's like oh my god it's dude. so bad yeah. <laughs> like like save the counting until it's like oh that really might keep her down but like the you know to body me, slam so- walk away one yeah know. well <laughs> here's <laughs> so the Mike thing my Kyoto loudly counting i don't want to hear my Kyoto loudly count like that's not entertaining to but- me. But even down the
0: stretch, during the big spots, I think it sucks the drama out of it because instead of following up on a big spot like you can do in a standard match and court. go for a cover or whatever, you have to walk them. away, and then a ref has to count for nine seconds. Right. It, it's a, it's a, thank you. Okay, it's a terrible stip. I'm I'm behind you 100. percent And yes, you can find any great match from any stipulation. I like every stipula. I hate most stipulations, but there's great match. There's great examples. From almost any match stipulation, but that doesn't mean that the stipulation in general doesn't fucking blow. So right. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's two that have been good out of thirty. That's not a great percentage. I don't like those odds. But so so I came in with a disposition because I'm I'm not a fan of the, the last man standing uh, style of match or whatever. And I think another issue as well. And I'm I'm curious if you think that this is fair that I feel this about this match. But I think one of the huge issues I have is we we have the video play, and the video talks about the feud. They're still going with Charlotte as the face and Becky as a the heel. They g- go so far as to switch audio in the video clip that they show to adding boost when Becky Lynch talks and cheers when the Charlotte talks. Every I, the entire match, Becky, uh, Michael Cole talking about Becky turning her back. Everybody talking about Becky, you know, t- doing this. I think Beth Phoenix was the only one, or maybe Renee, I forget who it was that was like, well, maybe Becky had a reason to do it. And Michael Cole, no, she had no reason to do it. I can't believe she would do that. Like, and then at many points during the match. Michael Cole talking about, oh, Becky's got a cult following while like literally 95% of the audience is chanting for Becky and booing Charlotte. To me, I, and I don't know if this is fair. I don't know if it should. That takes me out of the match. When you are trying to tell a story and the fans are actively going against that story, I, I, I don't know. I grade that on a curve. I, and, and I know that like some fans just kind of do whatever they want to do, but it's been obvious for a while what the story should be and the story that the fans want it to be and the story that they really kind of told half assed, but in a way like, that sort of takes me out of a match when I hear the announcers talking about Becky being absolutely and nobody being behind her, and the entire crowd shining for Becky and, and and wanting her to win and and telling Charlotte she deserves to get beaten or whatever like I don't that takes me out of a match a little bit I, I don't know if that's fair or not.
0: I don't think it's unfair. I can just say personally I am so checked out on WWE main roster stories that I don't give a fuck
1: about. Okay. That stuff so it just anymore. doesn't affect you in any but way. Okay. It yeah.
0: doesn't affect me in any way. I'm just watching these matches in a vacuum because I their storytelling is so bad and their their shit is just so awful on the main roster that I don't fucking care anymore. I'm totally I'm not even at arm's length anymore. I just don't care. I, I've totally checked out on that on that aspect of it. But I I, I think what you're saying is fair, though. Yes.
1: Okay. All right. Just want to make sure that that's at least somewhat rational there with what I'm saying. So, yeah, that that's kind of took me out of the match a little bit, too, because it's just the, the story that they're trying to tell is not the story that's being told or the story that the fans wanted to be told. And then I thought at times, and for the record, I gave this like three and a half stars. <laughs> you know, it's not like I hated it. But, you know, other people, like you said, the consensus was definitely way higher than me. I just thought at times it was a little too tropey. I thought at times it was a little too much. Everything that I get out of a WWE main event these days, you get tables, you have ladders, you have chairs. All it was, was a spear through a barricade away from being every Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman match that we've had for the last four years. Every Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, whoever add, add in whatever your WWE main event of the last four years was. It felt a lot like that. A lot of kind of setting up a table person, go through a table, that sort of stuff. It's, it's probably not in a vacuum if I had just watched this match. If I had had no recollection of any past WWE pay-per-views or any main events or anything like that, I probably would like it a lot better. But knowing that it was kind of followed the same sort of pattern that they've done every time for a main event, that kind of took me out of it a little bit as well. It felt very similar to exactly the type of match that they would do if there was just two men in there and it was the main event of Fastlane or whatever. Insert WWE pay-per-view for the rest of the week. So that took me out a little bit as well. Nothing felt unique or special to me, even though the spots in a vacuum probably were. Even though in, in in a vacuum there was a lot of really cool stuff going on, it felt like I've seen it all before. I've seen this. It felt tropey to me, so that kind of took me out of it as well. I, again. I don't know if that's fair or not, but, but that's sort of how I judged it in, in the context of, I've seen this before. I've seen somebody go through a table. I've seen some kind of sick. Yeah, it was brutal. It had all that sort of stuff, but every WWE main event has the same sort of level of brawling and brutality or whatnot. And 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 yeah, I don't know. It just didn't it didn't hit me on that level that it hit so many other people because I, I when it was over, I heard people saying, oh my God, that's the greatest women's match ever. Oh my God, that's the best WWE match of the year. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm just not seeing it on that level. And that that could be one of the reasons too because I'm grading it sort of on the curve of, of what I've seen For main events of WWE pay per views, so I don't know if that's fair. You notice that as well, either.
0: Well, best WWE match of the year, main roster. It's it's definitely in contention for me. Like I said, I went four and a half on it, and this has not been a good year for the main roster. No, no, certainly not. Um, you know, match of the year. No, it's going to be short of that level for overall match of the year. But I thought they worked this with a viciousness and a nastiness and a and a and a and a and they 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 it felt personal. They, they got that across like an old school. It just felt like one of those old school 1980s territory grudge match blowoffs. I thought they captured that very well um, with the nasty chops and all the big spots came off uh, looking great. Even when the table didn't break on Charlotte's moonsault, she put Becky right back on that fucking thing and went back to the top and hit her with a fucking senton and made sure that it broke. And that almost made it better we talked about that before where sometimes, you know, like, uh, was it Kenny Omega maybe? I don't know if it was Kenny Omega. It may have been Kenny Omega where, you know, a table didn't break. Oh, yeah. I think it was Kenny and Cody maybe where the table didn't break and it almost made it feel more brutal and it improved the spot. Yeah, that was Kenny the and Cody. Table didn't break. I think
1: that's Kenny and Cody that you're thinking of.
0: Yeah. And that, it was almost the same for me because, you know, she just went back up and instead of doing another moonsault, you know, she did a fucking centon and made sure that fucker crashed through. And then. The figure four intertwined with the legs inside the ladder. I thought it was a cool spot. And, you know, the big spots outside the ring looked great. Becky coming off the ladder through the announce table. And then Becky, you know, the, the power bomb off the apron through the table, which, which ended the match. So the big spots all landed for me. They worked with a ferocity and a viciousness that you you hardly ever see in WWE anymore. That I will admit,
1: that was definitely for women. I mean that that is that's a big step that they just let yeah. them be brutal. I mean this was brutal. Yeah, it was the most brutal women's match I've seen in quite some time. Violence too. There was there was a definite violence to it
0: yeah this was the best Becky Lynch performance I've ever seen because I wasn't as crazy about her big NXT match that everybody else was remember where she dropped Sasha Banks on that dive and
1: oh yeah no I liked that match a lot I, that I, one's
0: awesome I yeah, think that was- was,
1: you at the time you were you were the you were definitely the, 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 the like like I am right now yes. you were that person wherever he was like Joe you're out of your fucking mind no that was great and I was one of them saying that as well so and I went
0: Four and a quarter on that, and I, and I, and everyone called me a misogynist for going four and a quarter on on the match. I just didn't think it was like match at your level, but but this I thought was better than that, and that would have been Becky's high point, high water mark, unless I'm forgetting one. Um, you know, and Charlotte's been in, was in some great NXT matches, but I think this might be. I may have gone four and a half on. I, I in fact I know I have on some other Charlotte matches, at least NXT era. But forget the dopey star ratings. This was just my favorite match from either one of them, I think uh, definitely Becky. And, um, and yeah, because of that, that it just felt vicious. It felt like it should have. And a lot of times in WWE, when you're supposed to have that feeling, you don't. And, and, and look no further than Gargano and Ciampa. It okay. worked. Yeah. Look, now look, I know it's become a thing to beat up on those guys. Right. But, One thing that is fair to to, to criticize them for in those matches is the violence and the nastiness really came across forced in those matches. And it really came across as manufactured WWE bullshit. And I do think the work in those matches is way better than people give it credit for. I get why people hate the other stuff, and I don't like it either. You know, we've, we've talked about those. Go listen to that audio. This, the violence and the nastiness didn't feel manufactured at all. I thought it was a great match. Might be the main roster match of the year at four and a half. Um, I th- you know, I don't think it's the overall WWE match of the year. I'll take those uh, NXT tags over this. Uh, but but not by huge margins or anything. I mean, this was a great match.
1: Um, yeah, that's. I, I think one thing that's interesting is you mentioned there was a word that you used there, blow-off. That it felt like a blow-off. Do you think this is a blow-off? Because I don't, and there's a reason why, and there's a big reason why. Well, that's a great point
0: because it probably isn't. But again, no. I don't watch these main roster matches with any care or thought got put it. into okay. the storytelling. Okay. I just don't because it's a waste of fucking time. Because if I if I invested myself in the idea that this was going to be it, I'm only going to be disappointed when it's not. Um because I know they fuck everything up. But it felt like an old school territory blow-off, is what I'm saying. Do you see what right. I mean by that? Yeah, no,
1: no, I, mean? I got you. I got you. But they're you know they're definitely doing a TLC match, right?
0: probably yeah i mean they're probably going to yeah for, yeah i mean it's the main did, roster. You,
1: did you watch did you watch the i mean there there was an obvious intention of the way the the the, the weapons they used in the match were 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 carefully
0: planned uh, i'm picking up you your laying right. down there was a
1: table <laughs> there was a ladder and there was a chair so I think that's it. It also it would also be WWE logic that it's just not. You know, what I mean? they just have a normal match at TLC, like just, you know, a normal yeah. wrestling match. Because that's how they blow off feuds now with normal wrestling matches. You you have the the brutal weapons, and then you have a normal match afterwards. You know, you a no DQ uh, match yeah. to, to blow it off or whatever. So sure. it might be that way with you know who knows. You never you never be quite sure with them, but uh, yeah, I found that kind of interesting. So yeah, I, I'm with you that it felt like a blow off, but at, at times it, I, I know that it's probably not a blow off, but. Um, no, it really. I mean, otherwise, I mean, I, I, yeah, all, all, you know, joking aside or whatever, I still thought it was was it was a solid match, and and I think, yeah, they did a good job, and then, I, you know, there's still. Hey, you me-
0: listen, you didn't love it. It's okay. I didn't
1: love it. You know, whatever. It's yeah. happening. There's a lot of other stuff I loved in the show, so let's get to that stuff because there was uh, plenty that I did like. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Kari, uh, Kyrie Zayn for the uh, women's championship, of course, the NXT Women's Championship, I should say. Uh, after 12 minutes, Shayna Baszler wins with some help from some friends. Uh, I think at one point somebody made the joke because you 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 know a little bit more of the MMA. I don't, but I kind of still laughed at it. That um, who's the Jasmine Duke is the tall blonde one, right? The taller yeah, blonde did. one. Yeah. So she threw a kick and missed by like 10 feet or whatever. And someone said, well, she's right back to where she was at UFC in terms of hitting people with kicks and whatnot. Is that like an apt joke? Because you said she was like horrible, right? It was Ronda Rousey oh, and Rich, her gang they, of like really they, horrible friends, right? Rich, this
0: four horsewoman thing.
1: It's, Which, by the way, please it, it, stop it, saying that. I cannot hear any more people say Four Horsewomen. It, it makes my skin crawl at this point. Ba- but yeah, Baszler,
0: Baszler now, she's a little older than the others and for, from kind of a different era, and, and MMA evolves very quickly. But it, it, in layman's terms, the Four Horsewomen were essentially, it would be like Ric Flair and three Paul Romas. I mean, that's what it was <laughs> right, right, in right, MMA okay. terms. I mean, these were not star <laughs> fighters; These were not championship contenders. And yeah, um, a couple of them were flat out terrible. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it Rousey's friends were just, she was just friends with, it was like stings dudes with attitudes when he was friends with, uh, you know, uh, Rocky Jones. Yeah. It's like an El Gigante, you know, it's like, it, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, she just had friends that weren't great fighters. You Know and if it wasn't for Rousey, uh, you know, but yeah, it, it was very apt because they were not tremendous fighters by any stretch,
1: okay. All right, so that's good, but but otherwise, I mean, we'll talk about the match a bit, but but I want to talk about the finish first. Is that you had Baszler, she had some help from her friends or whatnot, but I what I liked about it, and again, it was another careful thing. It's like I said, there's a way to have interference happen where it looks shitty and you roll your eyes and go, Oh god, that sucked, and then there's a way to do it right, and I thought this was the way it did it right because you know, you had. You know, the horsewoman come in and and Baszler didn't look like she was helped necessarily by the interference. It didn't hurt, but she still had to lock in the submission. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, do hit that kick, and then Baszler told the referee to count right away and put a pinder and then got a one, two, three, and then ran out of the ring or whatever. Yeah, the kick inevitably helped like of course their interference helped but then baszler still locked the submission in still had to to keep her in that submission for a while and, and Sane looked pretty good as well because she had to stay alive for like you know two minutes in that submission before she eventually just passed out didn't tap out but passed out and i thought that's how you do it it's not that hard you know what i mean for us like it's not that difficult in this way both people looked great Sane looked like she maybe had a chance to win Baszler never really looked like she was in that much of a struggle or that much issue, but her friends still came out and helped her. But she still got the visual lock in. She still made Sane pass out and, and, and Sane didn't tap out. And it's like, this is how you do it. You introduce two new people that are kind of shitsters in the terms of the, the horsewomen. You have Baszler still lock in her submission, win the title, and then you have Sane who who valiantly tried to fight them off, but eventually just couldn't do it and lost by, uh, by you know by passing out, by not tapping out. So she'll kind of remain strong. It's not that hard. It's for wrestling. Like, you know, every month we come on here and talk about how they just complicate things. It's not that hard. This told a perfect story. Heal babyface, new heel friends, babyface survives. You know, it's not that hard.
0: Listen, I it's think silly. it was very, I think it was very much a heel finish and I do think that that final head kick which led into the choke um did help her tremendously win so i'm a little different than you there but here's the thing i think they've established Baszler enough as a legitimate killer that it didn't come off right like it you you see what i'm saying
1: you could have understood that she could have she could have won that same way without that kick like it may have taken longer it might not have worked but in this case it was like oh okay cool now i'll lock her into the submission good cool i guess that submission over
0: yeah, she's gotten the submission over, and she's over as a legitimate uh, killer. It's just her and her friends are jerks, which, okay, yeah, like said, they're she heels. Did,
1: she, didn't to be need, jerks. she didn't need that. She didn't need that to win, right. but she used it to win. She said, ah, you know what? Good opportunity to throw on the submission. Okay, cool. You know, and that that that's sort of that delusional heel thing that we talk about. That doesn't the the evil for evil that like that's now how w, how heels are in this company. They're evil and they know they're evil and they're dastardly and they're tw- you know you know touching their mustaches and and petting their cats and ha 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 I'm so evil. Whereas like the old school heel was just like. Well, no, I didn't really need that to win. And it's like, no, yeah, yeah, you did. Like you used it to win, and like, no, I could have won anyway. And it's just like that annoying, that annoying heel used to be the best type of heel—the one that del- the delusional heel, the heel that didn't believe that they're that they were cheating, that believed, no, no, no I would have won that anyway. You know, no, I would, I, I didn't need the help. You know, I got it, but I didn't need it. And that—that's what I thought Baszler was. She didn't need it, but she used it and she utilized it. But you had the enough of an idea because they built her up that she could have won without it. And that's the key right there, is to make her feel like an actual threat, regardless of if that interference came or not. So I thought they did a good job in that. If
0: this was a constant character trait of hers, it would annoy me. I just think that she's sure. already been established, and they're just jerks. And they introduced her jerk friends, and now Carrie Sane or whoever has to overcome not just this incredible submission monster, but all of her cronies as well. So that, you know, she's, just, she's a tremendous heel. And I think that this was the best built match coming into the show and it delivered for me like, you know, it, it didn't have to be a fucking four and three quarter star match. Now it was a good match. doesn't have to be a four and a half star match to, it, to me. This, this delivered for me on, on the story. So I was happy with this and I was more invested in this match than any other on the show. And it delivered for me.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I gave it, uh, I, I'm at four and a half. I must have been really, uh, wow. <laughs> really excited about it. I liked this a lot, though. Hey. The story works for me, man. You know, the story works and the work was was solid throughout as well. I think, like, great heel face dynamics, too. It's so hard to get that nowadays, but it was like, Kyrie Sane is obviously the, the the face. Everybody wanted her to win, and Baszler's obviously the heel. Like, you know what I mean? And And in the sense that, like, you know now they just turn people heel and they're just heel because they're heel but like Basil looks like a heel she acts like a heel yeah like yeah. What, you you don't cheer for Shayna Baszler like i like Shayna Baszler i think she's awesome i wouldn't cheer for her she's just like you know no, you want her to lose when you're watching right. She's just, Especially like, how gets- to look about it. She's, like, slimy. She looks kind of, yeah. like, she's just, like, grumpy. Like, you, there's nothing appealing about... And I mean this in the best sense. Like, she needs... Yeah. This is what her character is supposed to be. I'm not meaning it as, like, putting down Shannon Bezos with a human being, of course, but people are gonna read it that way. But it's not that. Like, she, she's, like, frumpy looking in some way. Like, but that's perfect for a pressing heel. It's like the old, ugly heel. Heel babyface. There's a reason they're called babyfaces. You know what I mean? Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Uh, a beautiful, you know, gorgeous woman against this... Ass- with a mouth guard and a bunch of tattoos and, and greasy hair. Like that's perfect yeah. heel face. Like that's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's not hard.
0: And that's why this feud is has been so good and why it's delivered. That's part because the dynamic is so good as well. And yeah, it, it helps that Baszler is girl the, girl, and
1: the uh, yeah and the, the, the taller larger. one should-
0: larger one you know against the smaller uh the baby face is smaller in this instance it just all
1: works yeah so that's good good stuff here uh when we we'll on to the next match here Sasha Banks Natalia and Bailey defeating the riot squad there was obviously no option other than having uh Sasha and Bailey in those uh in that unit win but uh I don't know it was okay probably the worst match of the night for me though I did not love it but I still thought it was solid enough
0: yeah I mean I, I liked it better than the dopey battle royal I mean I was just whatever but um yeah I mean it, it, it's they did some storytelling here, you know, Bailey protecting Sasha Banks from uh, one of the, the uh, uh, top rope moves from Ruby Riot and continuing that thing, and then Sasha Banks winning it, you know, with the ode to Eddie Guerrero with the frog splash. And look, again, a satisfying finish. You know, if this were just a main roster pay-per-view, they may have done something stupid here. And, and no, they just gave you the satisfying finish, and it was a – it was the. It was the uh,
1: the gentleman's three portion that's of the exactly day. what I gave it. I gave it exactly a three. <laughs> it was the the yes. uh, ladies three there. But God, I, I, I love
0: that term, the gentleman's that's a great
1: three. term. Yeah. Thank you, you know. Iron Mike Spears, who uh, who saved Iron our Mike podcast Spears. last uh, last week as well. He does a lot of he does a lot of saving around these parts, but yeah, he uh... He does
0: and he, he came up with the term gentleman's three when it's like you're having trouble, you gotta do these dopey ratings for a review or whatever. And it's a good match, but it doesn't blow you away. But it's too good to bury. And it's, hey, you know what? Just give it the gentleman's three. And and it's just, so, I, I've overused the fuck out of it since he introduced it. Because I love it because I've it been just, dropping
1: a lot of threes as well. Yeah. Cause like a two and a half is like, ooh, you really hated that match. And it's like, well, two and a half shouldn't be that. Two bad. and a half is average. Right. Two it should be average. average, but it's not. Like <laughs> people see that as like, oh God, oh, oh, wow, wow, you really hated it. So yeah. yeah, you gotta yeah, you gotta find a way to get around that. And I thought
0: this was better than average, but I didn't think like it's the gentleman. it's perfect for the gentleman's three. This <laughs> exactly is the perfect right. example,
1: so yeah. yeah. no, you may all use that now. That's that's been a term that we've kind of used uh internally for a while. I know he's been tweeting out about it, uh, Fujihei, uh on Twitter Iron Mike Spears, but uh, now the rest of the world can use it the gentleman's three when it's a good oh, match. Let me tell you, not great.
0: our subscribers have heard it a lot with this <laughs> tag league <laughs> yeah. tournament.
1: Okay. Oh, that's been the gentleman's three tournament right there, for yes. Sure. <laughs> That's pretty much every match that I've watched that entire tournament has been three stars.
0: Three and a quarter, three and a quarter, three and a quarter, three and a quarter. Every match. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, incredible. But we'll yeah. get to that. We're going to talk about that.
1: Uh, all right. Move on now to Tony Storm and Io Shirai. This was the Mae Young Classic tournament final. Tony Storm winning, and she wins the Mae Young Classic. What do you think of this match, Joe?
0: Yeah. I thought that this tournament um, peaked with the two semifinals and this final. I didn't think this was as good as Tony Storm versus uh, Miko Satomura in the semifinal. I thought that was the best match of the tournament. I thought that uh, Matsumoto versus Lacey Evers uh, is it not Lee Why do I always call her Lacey Evers? It's Rachel Evers. Rachel Evers, yes. I call her Lacey Evers because I get her conf- the name's confused with Lacey Evans.
1: Got it. Evers okay. Yeah, I wonder where you're going there.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Rachel Evers. Of course, she took on the Evers last name for. Uh, Lance Storm, you know her trainer. That was a nod to him. Uh, Oh yeah, I was always
1: wondering why that was. I've never again. I was ten years old when I figured that out. Wow, I should have known that before. I never quite picked up on that. There you go. I thought some dumb names they gave her. That's okay. That works. I would just call her Eldering, but you know, it's whatever. Well,
0: I I think she wanted to be to to to, um, honor him. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. It wasn't like and also. well, Paul Ellering was still around too. Like there's some of that, but I think she actively wants to honor Lance Storm too. Got it. So I okay. don't think it's one of those. Yeah. But um yeah, I thought that was the that the, the Matsumoto versus um Rachel Evers match was easily the best match of the early rounds, rounds one, two, and three. In fact, that's the only match I could say is must watch from those rounds. But the two semifinal matches, I thought Tony Storm um Satamura was tremendous and I thought Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley was very very good and then this main event was somewhere in the middle um I like this a lot I think that um they probably have a better match in them uh 10 minutes and 20 seconds
1: no not enough not enough at all
0: all right they they didn't short them on time but I don't think that they necessarily totally screwed them either um, but yet it could have gotten a little more time, but yeah, an enjoyable match and the tournament really finished strong rich. If you haven't seen the semifinal
1: episode, I have not, I, I have not. So I should though,
0: I can tell you, I know your taste. You will enjoy the shit out of the semifinal episode. Okay. You should go out of your way to see that.
1: I will then. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure I do.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll um, this match.
1: Yeah. I really liked it. I, I went four and what did I do here? I went four and a half with this one. Dang. Wow. Rich yeah. is. the I, fucking. I was, I Rich was is all on this show. You got to put on the <laughs> Janella. Yeah. Janella's down so I took over the ranks. I threw on the Starman mask and I ready to
0: go. God, it's raining fucking You thought this yeah. was like the best show of all time. Holy I, shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, snowflakes are falling. Uh I thought it rocked. I thought it was really good. <laughs> Maybe the more I saw you, I
0: saw you praising the fuck out of it on Twitter cuz I didn't watch live cuz the fucking Rams were playing and everything but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I saw you fucking In the World Series, I I was all into sports then. I I watched it the next day, but um, you, you, I saw you rant, raving about this match on Twitter, and you were really the only one. So I'm not surprised that you went big and went four plus on this. But um, but talk me through it. I mean, I liked it, but go ahead.
1: Why? why, Yeah, I, I think the time is definitely to me. So, so it ended abrupt like the time. I don't think I really cared all that much that it went 10 minutes. I know a lot of people did have an issue with that. I think it did feel like it was abrupt. I think everything up until like the, la- the absolute last move all felt fine. And then it was just like, oh, it's already okay. All right. I guess it's already over. That I will take a little bit away from that. That did sort of take me out of it. But otherwise, I thought there was the big thing for me was just. I think Tony Storm is awesome, and I know there's like a groundswell of people that have decided that Tony Storm is not good anymore. And I, I don't know exactly where that came from or why that is, but there's this groundswell of people that are just oh, Tony, But I, I think there's an aura there. When I talked about the the, the 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 Becky Lynch and the Charlotte and how like the crowd is completely opposite of what they want to be or whatever. This match came in, and I mentioned at the top of the show where Tony Storm comes out, and there's barely a reaction. There's kind of you know a few people clapping here and there. The, the hardcore fans know her. Yoshira know, comes out, and nobody knows her at all. And they start out to the beginning of the match and they're doing their work and they're they're exchanging holds and doing all that sort of stuff. And the crowd's, you know, giving them some claps, some nice little polite claps every so often. Then little by little, and this is something that I love about wrestling, is when something starts from nothing, people don't care, people don't know these people, whatever. And then it slowly grows, it slowly grows, it slowly grows to the point where I think Shirai did a a, a suicide dive or or something. Oh no, she did the uh uh the the golden moonsault or whatever where she came up to the the corner and then did the moonsault and the crowd fucking went nuts and they just got standing ovations then they were hot the rest of the night i love that that's like one of my favorite things in wrestling is when somebody can go that you can start from nothing and go to something because that's that's proof of concept right there is that you won them over with this match people now know you people are aware of you people have heard and and this is funny because i think a lot of hardcore fans maybe didn't like this but i talk about my casual fan friends who, who occasionally watch and they'll text me i had a friend that what he texted me about one match of this entire show he watched the entire thing and he said send me more of the shirai and tony storm because that was my favorite match of the entire night that rocked and i i I could point blank show you the text like he didn't not anything else in the show that he tell me about that but he said oh my god that was awesome i love that match so there was something there that like again and he was another one of those people that came in saying hey what what, what's the deal with this tony storm what's the deal with shirai and i said just watch i'll tell you when it's over or whatever and i'll give you kind of the backstory of those two and he was like all right cool and then like little by little he's like wow i like the storm a lot well shirai's pretty good well and like every minute i'm getting you know updates from him as he's watching this and he fucking loved it too so he was very similar to those casual fans that were in the audience and i love that and i think that is again proof of concept sometimes we get sort of lost in it of of our preconceived notion of people and what we expect of, of people and i know there's a lot of people that that expect a lot more out of yoshirai and that she's not quite getting them giving you that right now and in, uh, in the may young classic she's not quite giving you on that but i think for casual fans she's doing quite enough she's showing a little bit but yeah i, I like that i like the aspect of kind of getting the crowd invested in it and i think that you know, the difference of 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 Storm kind of being the grounded one, Shirai being the high flyer was good. Nice back and forth. And I think just the crowd getting hot and the crowd really getting invested in it just put it over the top for me. And I really liked it. And and I like that Storm definitively won. I would have liked maybe another minute of back and forth stuff, but I like that Storm again, like it's it. You don't have to be crazy about this. She didn't have to kick out seven times. Like, Storm just hits the, 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 the strong zero twice or whatever. The Storm zero, whatever the fuck they're calling it. I know they're calling They have two moves that they're calling the same thing. We had this discussion the other day. Whatever the her, the one she hit, kind of the pro and plunge type move, she just hit it twice in Pinder. And it's like, oh, cool. Again, like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's just very simple. So there's a few little concepts that I love that made this match go over the top for me. Maybe a little higher than most people did, but I like the idea of starting from nothing, getting the crowd invested, A definitive finish, and then just really clear, you know, dynamics about the match of of what the two roles of of both the characters were, and what you know the the stakes were uh, for the Mayan Classic as well. So that's probably what all came together and made me enjoy it as much as I did.
0: Okay, fair enough. The um, now, as far as Shirai's Mayan Classic, she uh, look she just didn't pop off the screen the way Set uh, Miko Setamora did, the way Tony Storm did. Um, I thought Matsumoto, I mean, she got eliminated a little earlier, but I thought she was more impressive than Shirai. Shirai, by most accounts, by really every account that I've seen, did not have a great Mae Young Classic. I mean, she peaked at the end, which is where you want to peak. Um, the Rhea Ripley match was very good because it was, um, you know, the, the, the huge Rhea Ripley, the tiny E.O. Shirai, and they worked it that way. So it was very interesting from that respect. And then this match, which obviously you loved, her flying was a little wonky throughout the whole deal. Now she took on some inexperienced wrestlers. I mean, I think she wrestled like Zaya Brookside in the first round and, um, you know, so, you know, so it's like she had better matches when she was paired with better women, which is, you know, uh, you know, obvious, uh, which is what's going to occur in most cases. But, um, you know, she just didn't pop up. It's the only way I could put it. She didn't Mm -hmm. pop off the screen in this thing, the way that I expected her to. And the way that a lot of other people expected her to, And, you know, if you were really ranking out, I mean, I'd even put Casey Cannizzaro ahead of her in terms of people who, um, you know, um, in this, not in terms of better performances, but in terms of, if I was going to rank out the the Young Classic in terms of who popped off the screen, who made an impression, who made a name for themselves and just rank it out that way, I'd put her like seventh or eighth, maybe. I mean, you know, behind people, you know... Not just the obvious ones, but yeah, like someone like Cannizzaro, who was the talk of the fucking tournament every time she wrestled Rich, you know, and, and people know that she's inexperienced and she's not very good and she needs a lot of training, but I, you know, I think she, she, you know, and, and then there was, um, you know, there, there was a, a couple others too, who just, they popped more. I don't, I don't know any other way to put it. So. I, I don't know how I feel about Eos Shirai's prospects moving forward. I know they're going to book her well and take care of her, but let's not forget: if it wasn't for that injury to um, to Tegan Knox, Shirai's not even in this match. You know, I think the idea what what was the original booking as as
1: so the idea I think was 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 Knox defeating Storm to win right the classic. That's what that's what Dave mentioned in the Observer this week, and we heard some other people mention that as well uh, prior to Dave. So. Um, now,
0: Tegan Knox, let me tell you, before she got injured, and that is gutting to watch.
1: I'm not I gonna mean, watch it.
0: I'm not. Yeah. I'm it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not gross or anything. It's just it's gut-wrenching. No,
1: that it. I can't handle it to me, like, and, and and I've seen I've seen the exact injury that she's talking about. I've been in the basketball court when a guy had happened to him. It's not necessarily the the way it looks. I mean, the way it looks is sickening, but the way that people react. Because you know that like I, I, to me, I'm always wondering like what would go through my head right now. It's like holy fuck, like my life's ruined. You know what I mean? Like I'm never gonna be. This is all di- like my life has now changed. Like my mo- my life had a had a head before this, and now it has an after this. Like Gordon Hayward last year, you know, Boston Celtics, where he goes and he, he dislocates his ankle or whatever. He just looks and he's not like screaming. He's not like he looks down. You could see him just go like, oh my god. He just like turns white, and it's just like fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's and to her is even worse because it's like oh my god, I'm Jesus. having. I have this great opportunity here and this yeah. happens and, and and I'm sure it hurts like fucking hell. I'm sure. But it's also this like overwhelming sense of like, Oh my God, my, this, I, I Oh my I, everything now ahead of me. What am I going to be able to, how am I going to get through this? How, like, I don't even know what I would do. I, I would just give up. I'm like everything knowing well, that she already, well, I got to do all this rehabbing right. and stuff. Yeah.
0: Again. I mean, this is twice, two right. years in a row now where she's injured, you know, had a knee injury or whatever. And, it's Just she tried to gut her way through the match and knowing that you already knew she was hurt, and then when the ref waves it off, the crowd is just in utter complete silence. And there's one moment during that silence because the crowd feels terrible for her, they're smart, just the it's the it's the full cell fans, they know,
1: oh the yeah, time. and they they, fucking they know this, more. yeah, they, and know.
0: they know she got hurt the year before, and so they're dead silent, and I mean dead silent as she's laying there. And then there's a brief moment where the only thing you could hear is her scream echoing through the building. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't even a pain it wasn't even a pain scream so much as a frustration crying combined with pain. And you just you want to cry with her. It's horrible. It is gutting to watch this happen. But with that said, what I was going to say is, before she got hurt, she wasn't very impressive in the tournament. So that's Jolanza for you. Uh, <laughs> with the but it's the truth. I mean, she, no, she yeah, hadn't yeah. she hadn't wrestled well to that point, you know. And and and, and you know, so and, and you know, nobody cares anymore because. You know she's got to go through this again, and who knows what she'll be like when she comes yeah. back. Well, this saying, is this, this,
1: this particular matter. one is way worse though, right? Because she did she dislocated her kneecap this time, right? I don't think she did that the prior. This time, is a right?
0: janella like injury. This is yeah. horrible.
1: Yeah, and, we know. Follow Joy Janela on Twitter right now. He is the most down in the dumps guy you've ever seen, and I get it. Like you're hopeless. Like he's like, yeah, I can't bend my knee for six weeks. Like that. That would kill me. That would just like just the idea that like fuck, <laughs> you know, now this is my Put life. This, now. this is my new life now is dealing with this bullshit.
0: If these two people were in legitimate athletics, their careers would be over. Yeah. They're not coming back from these.
1: Or, I mean, it would be years and years and years. Sean Livingston had this, the the famous dislocated kneecap or whatever. It took him three or four years to get back to that level. I had a buddy who, in a basketball game, dislocated his kneecap. And it's okay. For him, it was the mental of, like, I don't really know if I want to play basketball ever again. I don't really know if I want to play softball again. It took him, like, three years to finally just say, whatever, you know, I, I miss it. So I'm going to go do it, but it was the mental thing more than even the physical in a lot of ways. And the physical is very difficult as well. So yeah, a, a dislocated kneecap, both are MCL, LCL, and or ACL and her meniscuses. I mean, that's like your knee just doesn't exist anymore. They're rebuilding your entire knee. That's sick.
0: and And the dislocated kneecap, I mean, that's the Teddy Bridgewater injury. And what was it? 22 months in between throwing passes on the field for yeah, him. That's awful. And, and he's still, and now he's, you know, he's still, it's a, it's still like a progressive rehab. He's still a backup in the league now. Um you know it, it, it's just yeah, but but in wrestling, look, I know Janelle is coming back because he's crazy, and he'll find a way in wrestling, you could find other ways to get over. you don't have to do moon salts and fucking be super athletic. we get that, and she is young enough too, where I think she can come back, and she may not be as athletically gifted as she was before, and all those sorts of things, but she's young enough to where I think she can make it a go. I mean, I don't want to pick anyone in specific, but if you're if you're forty eight years old and this happens, you know if if you're you know again I don't want to name you know name her you know maybe Junakiyama gets this and says you know what Fuck it I'm just gonna run the company yeah, you know right. I'm not rehabbing from this shit. um but yeah what is she like 22 Knox I think I mean, so. 22 23 me
1: yeah. I mean she's a kid
0: you know so I mean I think she can come back from this she's 23 yeah yeah I mean she, she, you know I think that she will come back from it she doesn't have a 22year career to look back on where she was you know made a bunch of money and just and and scratched her creative itches and all those things but just terrible but anyway uh, a little Mayon classic wrap-up to go along with it and then what what was next the uh i guess the battle royal right
1: the battle royal yeah and i don't think we need to get into too much about this i thought it was fine it's hard to screw up a battle royal and i think they did an okay job with it um I don't know. That's fine. I could do without the Nia Jax crying promo because we've seen that like six different times. But that was kind of a theme this entire show. And, and what's going to be great, as you mentioned, there will be another one of these. And what's good is we won't have to hear about it being historic anymore. It'll just happen. And we won't have to have bowing and crying and all that sort of stuff. It just won't. Are you sure if, about that? I don't know. I, I, I'm not. You know, you're right. I, I, don't, I
0: don't know if the bowing and the crying is ever going to stop.
1: I Maybe mean, won't. I mean, Sasha Banks still bows and cries every time she wins her eighth straight. You know, she's won her eighth you know women's title, and she's still crying like it's the first time. I get it; it's emotional or whatnot. But I, I you know, I, it's at times I, I, it it feels kind of forced sometimes. To it, this one
0: some some moments are legitimately special. The the, the takeover Brooklyn main event, and and I get it. There's you know all women's pay per view. You want a battle royal? Okay, pump the brakes. Nobody cares. <laughs> right, right. I mean, really, Rich, no one fucking cares. It's a battle royal. Okay, uh, it, it, it's nice and all. They picked you. You're going to get your title match. I mean, you know, the crying and the bowing, I, it, it does get a little tiring and grating after a while. And I do recognize that there's situations where it's appropriate. But like you said, I mean, Sasha Banks is like a prime culprit to this. I mean, every time she wins her 19th title, I mean, you know, she's weeping in the ring. I mean, we, we get it. You're a big fan. Okay, we get it but it's like it, it gets overdone it really does right but yeah it, loses, it
1: was a it loses its impact and then now every time anybody cries you're just like ah you roll your eyes even if it's a genuine, now and now, and,
0: and now we're being negative towards it Instead right of I mean, we totally shouldn't
1: like, yeah it's stupid irony. we shouldn't like, be negative towards it but we've just seen it i mean we've seen it nia did the same thing at wrestlemania and then turned heel like a week later and now she did this and then turned heel the next night again on raw so it's like you know whatever <laughs> but i think it was fine i thought a lot of the uh, the older women acclimated themselves well i thought ivory looked great I thought uh, Medusa was fine, <laughs> you know, or uh, Alundra Blaze, I'm sorry. She was Fine. She's definitely looked like somebody who hadn't wrestled in in quite a while. I'm
0: not critical of any of them. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. I mean, if
1: you really look at like Ivory had not wrestled in like 15 years, like, and she looked great. Alundra Blaze has not wrestled since like 2001. Since WCW went away, she just went and drove monster trucks. You know what I mean? So, yeah,
0: I thought they all all looked great physically and did what they had to do in the ring. And I, it's whatever. I mean, it's, it'd be like picking on Nikolai Volkov in Houston (laughs) during the gimmick battle royal. I mean, who gives a shit? You know, it's,
1: it's, (laughs) well, the, the difference of that was that, like, In that rumble, all the old guys were like, couldn't Horrible. walk fat yeah. like, just look everyone here looks like unbelievable like, tori wilson looks like she's in yeah. the greatest shape of her fucking life like michelle mccool looks good like ivory who's 56 or 58 or whatever looks incredible yeah. like all of these women just like get yeah. so much more toned and so much better and trish stratus is, looks better than ever and then you have like nikolai volkov who's got a big beer belly and iron she can't walk so he has to win well,
0: he, 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 won. he won because he couldn't get thrown out <laughs> right. you know i mean jeez but uh but yeah but look it was a typical modern WWE battle royal where there was like five or six stories within the match. They had someone hide under the ring. I mean it had every trope in the book and it was fine. It was whatever. It didn't, you know.
1: Uh and then you had your opener here which Trish Stratus and Lita defeating Alicia Fox and Mickey James. I thought Trish looked good. I thought Mickey James looked good and Lita and Alicia, Lita and Alicia Fox were uh active and they were in the match. So that's uh was about the best I could say. Lita looked rough. Uh, Alicia Fox is always rough. Uh, she missed a spot that kind of sucked the wind out of the, the match a little bit. But I thought Trish and Mickey were were, were very good. But uh, that's about all I can say about that one.
0: Yeah, the thing with Lita is she was always a little sloppy. Exactly, right. So, you know, you, you have ring rust and all those sorts of things. And, you know, you're a little older, a little less athletic. I, you know, I, she was always kind of had that feel to her. Um, I never expected smooth performances out of Lita, ever. Um, but yeah, this match I thought was a good opener. It was a hot opener. The crowd was into it.
1: Yes, and it, it was, was a perfect opener for this show. Yes, like, when you went absolutely. once the rest of the show was over, you were like, that was ideal because it had the nice blend of nostalgia. It also had a little bit of throwback, and I liked actually. You know what? When it was when it was the match was about halfway through, I said, you know, I kind of like this better that Alicia that that Alexa, I should say, is not in the match because. It worked because Alicia Fox has been there for fucking ever way more longer than you think like I think she was she got in developmental in 2006 2006 Joe yeah. so, unbelievable Mickey James obviously was there for many years prior Trish obviously there and Lita. so it actually worked a little bit better in that sense it felt like a very much like a hey people maybe if you haven't been following the women here are kind of the older women they can still kind of go okay now we're going to get you the modern you, you know so I think it was a good way to kind of kick off the show and I think maybe it worked a little bit better that Alexa wasn't in it even though she would have probably done better than Alicia Fox but Alicia I think she wasn't horrible she just blew that one spot where she completely forgot that she was supposed to break up and pinfall, even though that was yeah, like so the definitive part of the match pretty but, you know, pretty <laughs> right, maybe don't forget that one and I love Mickey's face like uh, Alicia let's go Like one two you know three's next let's go let's do it so that kind of stuff yeah. I hate when the refs in that situation too but uh well that was it so that was evolution I liked it a lot obviously. Speaking, of
0: leg, speaking of leg injuries I'm watching this 49er Raider game a combined two and 13 for these two teams um and 49 are running back. They, oh yeah. Lower leg injury. It's one of those ones where they refuse to show a replay. Oh no. And wow. it's one of those ones where all other 24 guys in the field are waving the trainer over as soon as he goes down.
1: Yeah. Like even and, the other team knows and they're like, Oh God, yes. get over here right now. Sorry. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. And they're not showing a replay. So, yeah. uh, you know, head to Twitter where I'm sure people will be uh, doing slow motion frame by frames of this man's leg flailing around like Tegan Knox's knee. Um, <laughs> because this looks like a really bad one. Yeah, so
1: uh, just tying so it all I'm, together. I'm looking at uh, at, at, at Tinox's pictures. Yeah, the problem is, like, the worst part is it's her other knee, too. So she had the yes. one knee, I think she like, tore a ACL or whatever. It's the other knee, and that's usually what happens, too. And that's always the issue. Like, is because the one knee you're, you you rehab it, but you're you're favoring it because it's the knee that's hurt. So then your other knee, then the the energy kind of moves over to that one, and then that ends up getting hurt. And then you're just in this like cycle of like, shit, both my knees fucking suck now. Great, like this is really really great. So sucks for and, her, and, but she's, she's and, and there's speculation, it, so. And there's speculation
0: that her trying to continue to match made it worse, which is possible. But oh, I'm sure. Care. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually wanted to gut it out, you yeah. know, and.
1: Well, when yeah. it happens, I heard from a lot of people that like if you don't look at it and it's not visual, like you might not even because you're in such a state no, of shock, you oh, just keep going. Yeah. You know, you're just like, ah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, dude, it's not fine. Like, it's really, really it, fucked up. And like, yeah,
0: and uh, that's the thing. It didn't, it didn't look like a bad injury or or seem like a. And and again, if you're in her position, maybe you don't think that little pop was much of anything because it didn't. It's not like you saw her leg bend in half or something. It was yeah, just Yeah, right, right you know, so just, what's well, the like, just...
1: thing was on a cross body, right? It was just like, a th- you know, of all the things that that fucking idiot has done in his life. And he does a crossbody, and, you know, blows his leg out. It's just like, damn, like it's just, just the worst. But, uh, anyway, yeah, evolve, uh, I, I should say W evolution, uh, very, very good show. So if you've not seen it, definitely go check it out. We got a review up at voice com, of course. So go check it out and, uh, get it above, uh, whatever. Great Balls of Fire, whatever the hell show was. Behind. Fastlane, I think it was behind. Uh, let's get into, uh, speaking of uh, evolutions, we have Evolve. And uh, real quickly before we do this, we do want to, uh, of course, talk about uh, Everything Evolves. The podcast on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network is uh, unfortunately no more. The two errands have hung up their microphones for right now, so Everything Evolves is done. So I just want to thank them, of course, for uh, the years of, of great podcasts about Evolve. Definitely an awesome podcast. One that uh, I always recommend people check out even if they weren't fans of Evolve because I think they did a great job covering it. Uh, did a great job on the, uh, the late days of Evolve and Flow Slam. Of course, they had some inside information as well. So it became a definitely a, a great show for for a definitive show of Evolve because there is no other ones uh, that covered it. I think one of the issues and we talked about this for months on end is is sort of the state of Evolve kind of hurt the show a little bit because we saw the numbers dwindle and it was like fuck like they're doing a great job but people are not listening because people just didn't care about Evolve anymore when you do a podcast about Evolve and people stop caring about Evolve like eventually it's going to get that way so that kind of stunk that uh, they they maybe were like six months too late to get to the show because they missed kind of the big peak of Evolve but I think they were important in covering evolve in the sense of, of where it was going and then eventually where it went and and of course their last episode uh posted a few, just a few days ago so definitely check out the last episode they talk a little bit about the history of the show and all that sort of stuff but check out everything evolves on the voice wrestling podcast network and of course we want to thank uh uh both aaron both at and ab for uh, their their many many years not many many years <laughs> just a couple of years but uh uh the, the show because i think it was an awesome show that we definitely uh we'll definitely miss them a lot on this uh, podcast network so
0: yeah I mean, rich. they weren't covering Xavier winning the ROH title. I mean, let's uh, you know,
1: <laughs> many many years
0: pump <laughs> the brakes here. It was two years, but yeah, it, you know it was a yeah. it, it was a show that really filled a niche that wasn't filled, and it had oh, and then it turned out this guy injured his arm, okay, I'm lost. I'm out to lunch but uh it it was a show that filled a niche and um and and really covered something that no other podcast really covered. And he did a great job at it. And they were Which passionate
1: always, about it. Anytime anybody wants a podcast from us. And if you're listening to this and like, hey, I have oh God, an idea for a podcast. are going
0: to get 19,000 requests every no, time no, you-
1: I know. I know. But I'm going to say, before you even send me a request, it needs to be something different. I don't want you recapping Raw. I don't want you recapping SmackDown. I don't want you rebooking the Attitude Era. Something different that nobody else is doing. That's When they presented this to me, we're going to do an Evolve podcast. I said, "Fuck! No one's done it." Yeah, of course, of course, doing a vault podcast yeah. like that. If, if any podcast we have on our network needs to be unique and needs to be different, nobody else needs to be doing it. That's that's what I love about our network is that every, music of the met. That when they said that idea, when Andrew and, and Chris brought that idea to me, I was like, "Oh my god! This, yeah. Of course, yeah, done." Like, yeah. why is nobody doing that? That's what I want. I want that aha! Oh my god, why is nobody doing that? Yeah, go right ahead to do it. Moment. I don't want. Hey, we're gonna talk about SmackDown. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> Go listen to Brian and Dave. Go listen to uh, Wade Keller. Go listen to anybody in the universe. Talk about SmackDown. We don't want that. So if you want to email us, you probably are now unique, different, something that no one else is doing. The end. Okay.
0: Yeah. And it's probably going to stink anyway. We're going to tell you no, but either, but you know, make sure it's unique, but um, they, they look, they did a good job. And the people they were talking about listened. So, you know, because they would angrily tell us when they listened, (laughs) But it's like, you know, but yet that's a good thing, you know, and and those are good guys. And, um, you know, we had their backs several times during the life of that show when things got uh, controversial. Always had their backs. Um, I consider them friends. If they ever want to do anything else on the site, the door is open. Um, You know, so it's, uh, it's a shame to see it go. You can listen to their show if you want to know why they're not doing it anymore. They're going to explain it far better than we can. And uh, why would we want to give that away? Go listen to it. Give yeah, them, the, uh, give them the the rub. So um, we'll give them the rub. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, uh, t- totally related to that were the the events of these evolve shows over the weekend. And I don't think. Look, I didn't watch them.
1: I have not watched them either. Yeah,
0: and school. we're not going to sit here and break down the shows and and, uh, and the matches. I think we're going to talk about the news, which is uh, that. The, the Now listen, a few days before these shows, it was announced that, um, and this was suspicious from the start, it was fishy, that all of a sudden, matches involving WWE talent, meaning the guest stars, when your Mustafa Ali's come in, or Cedric Alexander, or whoever, were going to air now on WWN Live.
1: Which right, which was, was like, unique, because like, I went to a show where Cedric Alexander was there. He wrestled the first match of the night. And then they went live on flow slam or, or WWE live or whatever they were on at that point. So it was, yeah, Cedric Alexander's here, but we cannot show him on our, our streaming. So even if a Mustafa Ali came in, if even whoever came in, you were not air, it would be the opener and they wouldn't air it or it'd be the close. They'd finish the show. And then that guy would have the match or whatever, but it was not visible to anybody in the world. You know, it was just to those people in the audience. So yeah, for the house, that's, that's the house, the yeah, dream, right,
0: right. and I was like, well, it's about time. Cause I don't understand. Like, you know, I you know I watch Progress shows with Cassius Ono uh, on Progress' streaming service, and I'm like, why are not I fucking Gabe? Why can't Gabe show a match with fucking you know Dopey Velveteen Dream? What's the big deal? You know, um, you know Cassius Ono went to the finals of, a, of the biggest Progress tournament of the year, and it all aired on their on their thing. But um, but that was kind of a, a, a you know raised an eyebrow or two. And then the matches, then the shows go down, and they didn't really have full cards announced. And it was just invasion of the NXT lower mid carters You know, whether it was uh, the horrible Jesse Elaban who fucking stinks, and was the worst person in the May Young Classic, and she's awful. Or Adrian uh, Jaoud, I don't even know how to pronounce that, with his boy Caesar Bonani, who would do job duties on TV. Or... Uh, uh, who else was there? The Street Profits, who by the way are the new Evolve Tag Team Champions. Uh, we had Dan Matha on the show. We had Fabian Ackner.
1: Who Mikey could've... Spandex. You haven't even talked about Mikey Spandex yet. I don't even know who that is. I don't either. Mikey Spandex. He was on the show. He I don't think he's Dante a WWE Marquise guy. Carter in no contest. So
0: I don't know what's up with that. And then we have Fabian Ackner is the new champion. So. <laughs>
1: Oh just, um, just yeah, Fabian Ackner new new Evolve champion. Be yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: like <laughs> how you just quickly just that. Yeah, yep. Fabian Ackner's very good. I think that I like Fabian
1: awesome. too, but he uh, it's unique. <laughs> it's different. It's it's very Brackus in ECW the whole thing.
0: <laughs> so the idea now, and I know Cassius Ohno was announced for an evolved show. I think today.
1: Uh, yeah, he, well he's gonna come. Uh, the uh, in in two weeks or next weekend I should say. Uh, they're gonna do Mich- uh, Michigan and and, and Chicago. And yeah. uh, Ono will be on both those shows, so I'm I'm TBD on the uh, the Evolve show uh, in Chicago. Now that Ono's there, I'm, I'm kind of I'm more TBD than I was before. I'm I'm more interested than I was before. So, which,
0: which before. maybe it's gives not- some hope that the level of talent that they borrow will be better than the lower mid card people that they were given on on, on these shows. Uh, but or the show this show right or was it just yeah one, it was Evolve 114
1: yeah they just did a one one shot this weekend.
0: But it's like, here's the thing, okay, and everyone's going hard on Evolve and saying this is the worst thing ever. I think a lot of these people are hypocrites because it's not like Evolve was killing it at the gate, okay? What did we talk about? A major theme every time Evolve had a show. up, there's no one there again, you know, or – and I'm sure – all of these people who are saying, ah, this is so fucking stupid. I'm never watching Evolve again. Yeah, I'm sure you were all WWN Live subscribers and run into the fucking box office every time Evolve came to town. I know that you weren't because no one goes to the fucking shows. Okay. So there's a lot of people who just, it's noise. Okay. And look, it, it's like, I get it. If you were an Evolve customer and you were in a loyal, Monetary supporting them monetarily. You subscribe to WWN Live. You were going to the shows and you, you like indie wrestling and you liked the Evolve products. I get it if you're annoyed, and you have every right to be annoyed, and you have every right to just get run off from I think that this is going to run off those fans. I do. Like the two Aaron's who were run off by this. I think there's a lot of people in their boat who are going to be run off. By heavy WWE involvement, because now it just feels like a WWE show. It feels like a WWE farm show. And I think for the hardcore Evolve fan, that's not why they follow and spend money on Evolve. Now, I also think, you know, conversely, that this has a chance to improve Evolve's business. Evolve was spinning their wheels, they were stuck in the mud, it was actually getting worse. They were going through another period now. I did a guest spot on everything Evolve Evolves like two shows ago, and I went over all the problems they were having with Aaron Bentley, and and you know listen to that if you if you want more in depth on that. I thought we did a great job with it. Of course, pat myself on the back here, but um, it's 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 clear Evolve was in a transition period, and it's just do you restock the pond with whatever's left in the indie pool, and just go through this process again, and continue to not draw fans unless we borrow WWE talent for a dark match. Or fuck it. Do if we have the opportunity to exploit Big Brother, who everyone knows we're aligned with anyway, who everyone knows that Gabe Spolsky works for anyway, and inject our cards with that talent. And here's the thing, Rich. I don't know whether this is true or not, but if he's not paying this talent and they're just collecting their WWE paycheck, now half your card is working for free. You know, so it helps from that perspective too, where you only you don't have to pay everybody. And I don't even know that that's true. I'm just assuming that it could be. So I think you're going to run off some fans, no question about it. But who are you running off? Of right, 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 essentially a dead brand anyway. So why not try something radical like this to try to reinvigorate things, spark things? Sure, you lose what was left of your fan base. But I think there's a chance. I'm not saying it's a lock. I think there's a chance you create fans off of this. And I have to be completely honest with you. I saved this take for the podcast. Rich, I'm more interested in Evolve now than I was a week ago. And maybe morbid curiosity, I will watch the next set of shows because I want to see how this develops moving forward. I want to see how this talent integrates. Now look, I might not like it. Stay here. And I might one not come sec- back after Joe, that.
1: No, one sec. I, I promise this. Come here, Michelle.
0: What?
1: Alright, this is important. We're live. You gotta... Okay. The Peanut Butter Cups... What are those called, the ones we have over there? Reese's. What was that? Reese's. There you go, Joe.
0: Okay, so I knew it because you would have had the conversation if she said Reese's.
1: Okay, so I called them Reese's. Yeah. And Joe said, you call them Reese's? Reese's. Reese's.
0: You're a fuckboy, Joe.
1: (laughs) Live on the air. There it is, Joe. There you go. Joe's a fuckboy. So we were going to say, I was curious because he was wondering if it was a Chicago thing, the Reese's. I think he's just wrong, right?
0: Well, we're both from Chicago. So it's tough. Minutes. Yeah, we're gonna have to
1: have the the universe find out. So, okay, thank you for your contributions. Good night. Um, there it is, Joe. A
0: fantastic, a fantastic run in.
1: What, what a great run in. So,
0: so yeah. I, as I was saying, though, I I think I'm actually more interested in Evolve than I was a week ago. Um, because I think this is all. It it does feel fresh. I mean, I'm not thrilled with the talent that they're using, but I have a morbid curiosity towards how these guys are gonna fit in. And how the relationship moves uh, continues moving forward. And, um, you know, so, I mean, from that perspective, I think there might be some people in my boat. Uh, let me tell you something. There's more people talking about Evolve this week than have been in months.
1: Right. And I think that that was my point that I was going to bring up is I'm kind of in a weird sense where, in one respect, I don't like it. And it feels, you, I don't know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the direction. And I just, to me, it just feels weak. It feels different. It feels like Evolve's kind of dead in a lot of ways. And and like you said, I think you mentioned it on Twitter. It's now become the Double A or whatever, or or even like the Single A to the Largo Loop to the. It's like. Now you're watching minor league WWE, like very obviously co-opted minor league WWE. You know what I mean? And that that hurts a little bit because it's like, oh, geez, like this this I thought for a while was kind of this alternative. It's it's different. It had its own little niche. Now it feels very much co-opted minor leagues of, of WWE, and that hurts a little bit. But in the same sense, I'm also a little bit more excited because they were going nowhere. Of all, I. My interest level of Evolve was zero. There are shows that we had, Joe, where I'd finish and go, oh, fuck, Evolve was this weekend. Ah, whatever. Who cares? There were shows that they were having in Chicago. I didn't go to. I just said, nah, whatever. Not the big of a deal. I can skip it. Not, not a huge deal. I don't even have to go even see it. That, that happened many times. This show, this, this Evolve for the, the, the what was it, 116 that's going to be in Chicago? No, even for a second, was thinking about going. Now I am. Now my interest level has peaked a little bit. It was dead. Nobody was watching it. Nobody was talking about it. Gabe obviously stopped caring about it. We knew that you could sense like this guy is Mr. Promotion. You know what I mean? Mr. Everything. He, he stopped feeling like he cared all that much about evolve, cared more about the other stuff that he was doing. And that's fine. I get why he was doing that now though. It feels like there's a little reinvigoration and that, you know, whether I like it or not, or, or, or or hardcore evolve fans like it or not, I get it. It feels different. It feels unique. and, And it feels kind of icky in a lot of ways of what they've sort of become, but if it's remotivates Gabe, which we know that this is a guy who, who rely, he's told us point blank on the show. One of our first interviews that we ever did was with Gabe Cebulski, who said, I get burned out, I run out of ideas, and I need to just kind of re-reset myself. I forget his exact terminology, but this might be the yeah, Your this power might for be that Yeah, whatever it was, he basically just said, "You get every promoter gets burnt out." I've been burnt out many, many times, and and he says, "You know when I'm getting burnt?" He kind of laughed about it in a way, <laughs> but he's like, "You know when I'm burnt out?" And like and, and we've always talked about it. We talk about it many times. When you can sense that evolve, or that that evolve, or, or dude USA, or whatever, or even Ring of Honor at times felt like Gabe had been burnt out, or he was kind of out of ideas and would need to sort of reinvigorate and and change and reset or whatever. This is what that is. This is what that feels like. So it's potential, like you said, it could very well be something that was very needed for evolve to feel different, to feel like it has a new chapter now to feel like it has new life even if you don't necessarily agree with it and I don't I'm I'm not in love with it I'm cautiously I I don't even say optimistic I'm I'm taking it very cautiously because I don't like the level of talent being used I feel like I'm watching a minor league now I don't feel like I'm watching a real alternative but I'll take that over just out of sight out of mind which is what it was before does that make sense like this show did not talk about Evolve for a while and we just got done talking about it you know and we're going to talk about it for a while and like you said the Twitter discussion about it has been about it Gabe Sapolsky was answering questions and being vocal about it and, and defending his uh, stance and whatnot. And in some ways, it's kind of cringing. sometimes it's eye-rolly, But he's passionate again about it, and he was not passionate about a ball for the last
0: absolutely. More. You can feel. And, and here's the thing: I thought people were way too hard on him that day. He was civil. He was not whining. He was not. Uh, he, there's times where Gabe represents himself very poorly on social media. That was not. This was not one of those times. I no. thought he was fine. I think it's just he has that reputation. So anytime he talks a lot, it's like, ah, game's at it again. He really wasn't this time. He was answering people's questions in a very civil manner, and people were coming at him hard, and he was still being respectful and, and explaining the direction. He's a promoter. That's what they do. This is what people don't understand. What do you expect him to do? Yeah, like, nah, oh,
1: this, he, this shit sucks. And yeah, I know, but yeah, I can mean, just come to the show anyway, please. Like, you
0: know. People go, well, he shouldn't feed us bullshit. He's a promoter. What do you want him to do? <laughs>
1: this wrestling promoter shouldn't feed me bullshit. Yes, you're right. <laughs>
0: you, you know, that's a promoter. You know, you're it's, uh, it's you're, yes,
1: people have you the wrong the idea consu- about pro wrestling, man. I don't, I don't and get really
0: it. Do, it's like you as the consumer should be able to read through some of that BS, but you should expect to get it. He's a wrestling promoter. He's not going to come out there and go, yeah. Well, I know Dan Matha stinks, but you're, you're not going to get that. <laughs> right. you, you, I mean, come on. Sure, not, he's I'm not going to go,
1: a to Chicago's Montez Ford, even though nobody gives a shit that Montez Ford is from Chicago. But hey, okay, come to the show anyway, please. You know? he's
0: not going to say, yeah, we're totally co-opted and 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 you know, not what we used to be. But I, he, that's not how he's going to word it. I mean, you're 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 expecting total frankness in a situation where you're never getting. It, it, he's a promoter at the end, of the, but but again, he wasn't even. It, 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 that wasn't a, a Gabe meltdown. It just wasn't. I mean, people are just off base on that. But anyway, that's not the point here. The point here is, look, ev- you're right. It, it has evolved to the point where it's not what it was, and it never can be again, unless they cut off the affiliation uh, completely and no longer employ him. And you know, I don't see it happening anytime soon. I'm not saying that can't happen. I mean, who knows? Anything could happen. But is a completely new era. But here's the bottom line, Rich. Here's the bottom line. let me ask you a question. If these evolve shows are on the network next week, are you watching them? Yeah. Me too. Me too. I mean, I'm watching them, you know, and it's like, I wasn't going out of my way to watch Evolve 114 with their unannounced car. I, you know, because they didn't, it, it felt like a lifeless, listless product that was in the middle of a transition. And we've seen when Gabe Sapolsky's products are in the middle of a transition that it's not pretty. And he always managed to bounce back and rebuild it to his credit, but those transition periods were never pretty.
1: Yeah. And it felt like this time he just didn't have the ammo anymore. You know I mean? He just didn't have the horses. You can do all you want with Austin Theory and JD Drake and all. It's just like, nah, you know, you could always kind of sense that there was guys bubbling up in the surface, but it always felt like even if he got this back on the back, you know, on the track and got it back on the rails or whatever, it just never, it just didn't feel like he had the horses to do it. I mean, Darby Allen's fine. JD Drake's fine. You know, these guys were just okay. Janela's injury really put a damper on it, too, because he was really doing some good stuff with Janela. now it's like, dude, you don't even have Janela. Like, it felt like they were just bottom of the barrel. And it felt like a lot of the guys there. And we knew a lot of the guys they're in a holding pattern in a, in a sense when they weren't officially co-opted. It felt like Shane Strickland was there to bide his time before whatever the next step was going to be. It felt like Austin theory was just there until WWE finally said, all right, thanks Gabe. Yeah, we'll take him now. It, it felt like, and, and I think he probably sensed that too, that it was like, even if they told him, Hey, we're going to do this, but Hey, we don't know when we're going to bring this guy up or whatever. Hey, we don't make the call. He just felt like he didn't have a clear direction because he always felt like at any point, one of these guys was just going to get plopped up. Or picked up, or just moved on, or whatever. So it just, it, 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 yeah. We know they can get through these periods. It just this time, it just felt different. It felt like ah, I kind of, it was hopeless. It felt hopeless and it felt dead in a lot. Now I can't,
0: I can't call it indie wrestling anymore. It's not. Um, No, it's it's
1: it's it's the minor league. It's part part of the minor league now.
0: It's part of the machine. It is double A. NXT is triple A. This is double A, and the Largo Loop is single A. You know, and you know the, the 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 performance center people with the headgear that's your rookie ball okay that that's your that's your ladder all right and i can't call it indie wrestling anymore that doesn't mean that i do i do find this and i'm interested in this you know i'm not like all about it and waiting with bated breath or anything like that but i i have an interest in, in in i'm like okay let me put it this way i was like oh well okay this is somewhat interesting is what my feeling was
1: Right, even if you're not, there's difference interest and excitement. Like you're not like, oh my god, I can't wait to see Evolve 115. You. You're more of, I'm, I'm curious what happens at Evolve 115. I'm, I'm curious how this curious. works. Yeah,
0: and I'm interested I am interested in this. I'm not yeah. excited for it, and I'm not breaking out the Evolve pom poms over the. But I'm interested. You know, Chris Hero. Oh, all right, you're getting my attention now a little more. You know, and and but but I but I am accepting that this is no longer indie wrestling. You know that Gabe Sapolsky uh slot at the top of the indie wrestling food chain which a- again you can bash evolve all you want for their small crowds and whatnot but when it came to the food chain i'm sorry they were always at the top evolves mm-hmm. promotions are always at the top we've talked about it for years and we talked to can work argue, argue
1: there were guys who would work for free for gay because they knew that that you want to get he, yes he he when he had an eye on you and you were that talent or whatever and he knew the connections before they was even 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 before he was even co-opted if, if Gabe approved a guy and Gabe pushed a guy and Gabe thought there was something in that guy, chances are other people saw the same thing in him or other people relied on Gabe's opinion of it or, or uh, guys that even work with uh, Paul Heyman type always trusted Gabe's opinion on the next guy. We always talk about the next step. What's the next evolution of wrestling or whatever? They, there was a lot of ones that didn't work. There was a lot of things that really, really didn't work. But yeah, he was always, he was a tastemaker in that way where, where he would get ahead of the game on something and in many ways, that would become the thing, or guys that he had an eye on would become a thing. I mean, the food chain speaks for itself. It's there. <laughs> Always at the top of the food
0: chain. ROH, yeah. Dragon Gate USA, Evolve, I don't care what you're talking about. It was the top of the food chain, and it was the stepping stone to the next level. It was your last stop on the Indies before you moved on to, you know, uh, to 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 get in a contract. Always has been. Always been the top of the food chain. pwg too, I guess. I'm in there now. but But that's a little different. That's like a, you know, that's not really it's an all-star game. We've talked about that a million times, but uh, you know and, and, and but it's, that's not in anymore. now it's, it's not a stepping stone you're in. Essentially, it's just people who are already in or about to be in. you know but uh, but it, it's, it's, it's a different promotion now, and we're all going to have to adjust to what it is, but I'm more interested in it than I was a week ago. Uh, they, they've got my interest, and I, I don't think I'm alone. And, and, and I think it's, uh, they needed change and, you know, finally they just, I I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't have a definitive opinion on this, but I can't sit here and scream and yell about how this is awful. And I, I don't know. I think this was maybe smart at some point. You just have to do what's smart Mm -hmm. for your, for your own, you know, finances and for your own success. And this may have been the smart thing. I get, and I'm leaning towards that. This was the smart thing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think, I think, like you said, it definitively. I think that it, it's going to lose some of the tastemakers. We've seen it already. Two, two of the biggest fans. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. you know, I feel less, and there. Are, I'm sure there are people that we talk to and interact with that now are like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm done. But they might get ca- people that have never watched them before. The casual fans, the WWE fans, that, that sort of stuff. It might be a situation where they are in the long run better off, even if they lose some of the tastemakers, they lose some of the big fans, they lose some of the hardcore fans. I, I, I fully believe that probably is going to be the case. But very similar to a Ring of Honor at those times. I think Dylan Hales made that, that exact same comparison. The Sinclair yeah. era, I have never been as big of a fan of Ring of Honor in the Sinclair era as I was before that. But it doesn't fucking matter because they're selling out thousand seat buildings all over the fucking country now. They're going to, they sold out Madison Square Garden with New Japan. I mean, so whether me and a bunch of the hardcore fans that used to go to the Chicago Ridge shows, all 600 of us that all knew each other by name, you know Whether or not we still all love it the same way we did doesn't fucking matter because they sacrificed us to go for a larger goal, and that might be what Evolve's going for. They might be trying to get that larger goal, and the, the 80 of us that were really hardcore, ah, eh, whatever. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they don't. We got bigger things to worry about, or they don't have bigger things to worry about. Essentially, they're just joining the machine too, which is fine. Like that, if that's where they think that they need to be, and that's probably where they need to be because they weren't really doing anything otherwise. They didn't feel like evolve was ever going to get back on track. So
0: a lot of, but it just it just what irks me is a lot of the people being critical of this and and criticizing this are the same people that were critical and 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 complaining about evolve in its other form. So. You know, it's like continue doing the same thing that you don't like or try something different that you still don't like. They're not losing you as a consumer then. Right? Your your opinion means nothing. You know, it's the truth. You know, it's like if someone doesn't like you and then they still don't like you, what are you losing in that scenario? Nothing. You know, it's like so if this, I think, could wind up being a smart move and it could. Finally, start driving some momentum. Even if you have to take one step backwards sometimes to move forward, you know that's what you have to do. To use a tired cliche, but sometimes that that's the truth. It's just if it, if it's not exist anymore, or go down a path of total irrelevance, or take advantage of this relationship and to its fullest, and 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 make a smart business move. I, you know, I, it, this is a business at the end of the day, so. Uh, this may end up being the smart move.
1: One thing before we, we move on, my 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 big question with this entire situation is say I'm Chicago's Montez Ford. Am I cool getting demoted to double A? Am I do I enjoy this working in Livonia, Michigan, in Oklahoma, Illinois, away from my wife, away from the Largo Loop, away from the PC? I, I don't know. I'm weird because part of me says if these are if if I was a, a Cassiusono is probably loving this. You know, what I mean, he gets paid by WWE. He gets that reliable insurance and the check and whatever it is that he got or whatever, whatever he he kind of sought out from getting into NXT. But he maybe now gets to go work this stuff. We know, I know him. I know he wants to work main events. I know he doesn't want to work the Largo Loop. I'm fine with he,
0: him. He just wants to wrestle and have fun. Exactly. And just I totally
1: understand Mono. That makes all the sense to me. Mustafa Ali, he's probably fine with it as well. He is a guy that came up from the indie ranks. Is fine with that. Is Angelo Dawkins, you know, PC guy since 2013, and Chicago's Montez Ford. Are they as, as as into this? Well, here's something that... I don't know. We it's it's, Here, it's well, curious. Well, I'm not well, sure well, about those guys. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Well, here's something we haven't brought up, Rich. We've been screaming at why WWE hasn't been doing this. And now they finally are.
1: I agree. But how do you sell that to the talent?
0: Uh, you sell it to them as, I'm your boss. This is what we're doing now. now I guess, now, But
1: that doesn't mean you have to go out there and care and like it. Right, <laughs> you know it doesn't I mean, mean yeah.
0: you have to be happy. I get it. But here's the thing, if you're Angelo Dawkins, are you in any position to gripe about, I mean, come on now, the guy's been in the system for seven years, and under various incarnations, and if they tell you, look, uh, you know, look, look, I'm not sitting here, I'm not going to tell you that they're all probably thrilled about it, maybe some, it's like anything else, maybe some are, maybe some aren't, I'm sure a lot of them think that they belong on the main roster, and are tired of working the Largo loop, or want a bigger push on you know NXT proper and want to work the big NXT tour. But this is something we've been screaming. WWE should have been doing this for
1: years. Oh, years ago. Yeah, it should have been a, an established part of the entire... Absolutely! W- what, it, it should be from day one... The idea is, okay, you're going to work the Largo Loop. All right, you guys are done with the Largo Loop. All right, now you're going to evolve. All right, now you're going to WXW or whatever, whatever the evolve or whatever the European. Yo,
0: who, of- ICW, yeah, who at ICW?
1: Yeah, whatever, whatever name it is. It is Okay, now you're going to Australia or whatever, like bouncing around and all. And then it's sort of understood that, hey, when I join the PC, I'm going to do this. But right now, it's kind of to me, and I guess this is kind of that, that bump in the road or that learning curve that's going to be, is like, it's just like, hey, Angelo Montez, like, go to Livonia, Michigan now. Bye. <laughs> like, you know, and it, in some ways, it feels. And we knew that from, we, we talked to talent that was a part of the Suzuki gun in Noah thing. And there was like an initial, hey, cool, we're doing some important stuff. But then it was like, all right, when are we going to go back? Like, how long is this thing going to go on? It felt eventually like kind of a weird, all right, what's the end game of this? What's, when do I now know that I can be called back up or whatever? I, I don't know. To me, I, I I wonder how these guys are. And I, that's another fascinating thing that I have is, is are the street profits now going to say, all right, look, this is a huge opportunity for us. Cool. Now we don't have to do basic generic matches in the Largo loop third from the top or whatever, or we, we're running an NXT TV, and we can go out there and do some stuff that we've been trying. We Angel Dawkins, because I've been in the fucking PC for 10 years or whatever, I am good. I can do this, this, and this. They just don't let me do it now. Does he take that as an opportunity to now say, hey, I'm mixing it up there with Shane Strickland. That's really cool. I've never had this opportunity before to be in the main event and work with Shane Strickland. I get the, the, the idea of it. I just don't know if these guys are going to be invested in it all that much, and that might be the thing now is selling that idea that, hey, we're doing this so that you are now better for it in the long run, I could just see it being a huge adjustment period of being able to walk over to the PC and 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 work out and drink your protein shakes and do all that sort of shit. And now you're, you know, toiling away in some fucking rec center, you know, in Oakland, Illinois, and, and wondering what the fuck am I doing here while your wife is, you if, know, halfway across the country, I,
0: you know. I think if they're approaching it that way, they're being very short sighted. I think But these are PC guys.
1: These are guys that but, grew up in the system, and that's where I think it's it's gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing it's like we also mentioned these are lower mid-card nxt talents sure who these are you know maybe not montez ford but um he, he has the look of a star but the rest of these people are like chopping block level people who you know another rapid stock drop and 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 uh budget cut back and you know your adrian gerodes are fucking at you you know what i mean it's 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 not the top level talent. It's not Kyle O'Reilly being told you're working for Gabe Sapolsky. Right. It's people who I would think. Kyle O'Reilly down there,
1: please as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I'm in their shoes, if I'm, if I'm Dan Motha or whoever, I'm thinking, well, you know, this is a great opportunity. I get to work in front of some different crowds. I get to be a good soldier. I get to, um, you know uh uh, get hear a fresh perspective on how to do things and i get to work with some different kinds of wrestlers and if i'm shane strickland or barrett brown or a non-contract guy man am i motivated you know eyes are on me like never before and i have a chance to show these motherfuckers up and show them how good that i am and how much better i am than them and I, that's. I think it could create a very interesting dynamic, which yeah. is why I'm interested in this. And I think it's be very shortsighted of these talents to be annoyed to be doing this. Um, you know, I, I because I think it's a great opportunity for these talents to do some experimental things and wrestle in different ways and and see different perspectives and wrestle with different talent. And um, you know, I, I think it's. I'd be like, well, they're picking me for this and my three buddies are still in the padded ring in the PC. This is good for my career is the way I would look at it. But you're right. I'm sure some of them may, or, you know, who, who knows? This may be who raised their hands. We don't know.
1: Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Montez said, fuck. Oh yeah. If you guys are doing this, put me, yeah, I'd love to go. Yeah. That's to me. I just have this weirdness of, of, you know, as I said, like an, Oh no, I'm sure there's guys that I, I know. Guys that love the sport of wrestling. that
0: He raised his hand. I mean, come on now.
1: Right. And said, fuck, put me down there right away. I just want to work in front. I want to work some main events again and all that sort of stuff. I'm glad. I just think what, what, and again, like I'm very curious about it. Like you said, not necessarily, I'm not saying I know one way or another. I think that this way, I'm just curious if, the street profits are guys that grew up in this PC and, and and maybe don't and again I'm I'm sort of conflating. I don't know if these guys love it like like we do, but I think you know, we talk about in terms of a lot of the PC guys are just you know athletes that sign up and and that's all they know is bench press competitions at the PC. And we laugh about that all the time. Like, get these guys in a fucking ring. Like, what are you doing? Bench press who gives a shit how much you can bench. Can you actually fucking wrestle? Like, but that's the PC. The PC is different than than evolved. The PC is different than any other promotion because it's not about necessarily the wrestling it's 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 hip talk class it's 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 helmet class it's it's you know crossfit and it's all oh hey look at our awesome gym or whatnot it's like yeah well can any of these guys work and we talk about all the yeah, time but the PC. i'd
0: rather i'd rather be in the ring
1: and i and, know but but would these guys rather be in the ring i know I, what I guess, you're saying I, i'm not i'm not actually i, I shouldn't use these guys specifically because i don't know that these guys i just mean you're running the mill guy that used yeah. to the, the, the ex linebacker at texas state who got signed to the pc and 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 sits every day there, and 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 dominates the bench press competition, and does the roll rounds. And, and in the, right Baron in the third Corbin's ring or whatever, like that that guy that's in the third ring doing the hip toss class and rolling, you know, all day, and then drinking his protein shakes and watching the Iron Man match, you know, with Sasha Banks and Bailey again for the eight hundredth time or whatever. Like, do those people say, "Oh, f- fuck yeah, Livonia, Michigan, in a main event"? I can't wait. Or do they say, ah, "Do I want to like? Nah, I'm good. You know, I'm good. Rolling out of my bed to the apartment complex and walking to the performance center and and doing a bunch of bench presses and getting big and 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 doing the hip toss class. Like, I don't know. Do they have the same motivation to go out there and work? I would assume that you should, and you maybe they all don't, and 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 they should. But like, I it's just again, like you talk about the uniqueness of this. I don't know how they're approaching it, and that's, that I, makes me interested about
0: it. When I look at the people that did the first one, I see talent that. I think the company likes that aren't getting the reps. I I, I don't think this is, I mean, they're lower mid card TV talent, but these are all people I think that that the company likes. I don't think they're sending Gabe the lost causes. So if I'm one of them, I I would hope that I'd be self-aware enough to understand that, that, okay, this is a positive for my career. They like me. They want me to get more reps. They want me to get some experience in a different environment. And I'd be all about it. But you're right. A lot of these people may not necessarily understand wrestling because they're right. come from Like
1: would a Kona Reid take it the same way that uh, 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 I'm, ba-
0: I'm describing it. Right, exactly. Right. I hear you.
1: Yeah. Or would he go, ah, oh, geez, I'm getting demoted. But actually, it's it's fun that we use. And, and there was a lot of people that were like, hey, explain it in like soccer terms. <laughs> your, but your reaction was just like one below the other and below the other. But like, yeah. you know, in terms of the baseball, the way we say it, is NXT the AAA and, and and AA, you know, this evolved thing. Your best players go to double, double A. You know what I mean? Like when 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 you look at prospects you look at the double A team more than you look at the triple A team because those guys are the ones that they really believe in. They want them to get the reps in double A. And a lot of times they might skip triple A because triple A might be a lot of the 31, 35-year-old dudes that are just kind of hanging around or whatnot. Double A is your stars. Like those guys that are in double A, they're there to get to the next level and get to the major leagues. That's what those guys are there for. And that might be, like you're saying, that might be this idea of like, hey, there's a reason we're picking you. We're not picking you because we w- we're we demoting you. We're picking you because you're going to get better for this. You're going to learn how to work main events. And then when we're ready, you're going to just bypass all these other guys and you're ready to go because you Dan, now you Dan, have the experience. Yeah.
0: Dan Matha and Cesar Banani and Angelo Dawkins aren't drawing on the NXT A-Tour, but they want to get them the reps. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, the I, I NXT, get it. Yeah, for sure. NXT A-Tour is going to have Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Velveteen Dream and, and Lars Sullivan and whoever else, you know what I mean? Uh, Shayna Baszler and, that, that's who's gonna go on these little on these A tours, the NXT A tours, when they do those those weekend, you know, house shows, and you know, in front of two thousand people each or whatever it is, okay. And then you have your Largo Loop, which is just your young talent getting any kind of ring experience they can, and and it's a keep busy tour. It's a keep busy tour for everybody else, and it's like these talents I see on this Evolve show here, I think they're talents that look. The company clearly likes the street profits. They like these Brazilian guys. They like Jesse. They put her in the damn may Young Classic.
1: I don't know okay. why they like Jesse, but they but, like Jesse.
0: But, but these are not people that you can put on the A-Tour because they're not draws. They don't have the indie cred or they don't, they're don't. they not well-polished. and You know what I mean. They're not A-Tour talent. But it's talent that the company likes, so they're getting them reps in this way. Yeah, right, right. So I, I think they're very foolish if they don't take it that way. I think they like you if they're sending you there, yeah. even
1: though no, I agree, I agree. Even but...
0: though they're 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 prelim level NXT talent on TV, I I think they like these people, but you can't put them on an A tour. And, and the Largo loop, how many times can Angela Dawkins work the Largo loop? You know, so
1: well, we can answer that question. <laughs> 6,000 is the actual answer. I don't right s- now,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't see this as let's go hide these people that are scrubs and just send gay bar scrubs. I see right, this right, as right.
1: And, and I'm sure they're not selling it that way, too. But I do wonder if, if some people and we'll have to look at the roster like you're, you're right. None of the guys that they they brought down or guys or girls they brought down. I don't think think that. But there is like I'm talking like your guy that gets signed out of, you know, a university and, and yes. the only wrestling he's ever known is the performance center. Right. might see it as like... Uh, that geez. guy
0: might rather be on the Largo.
1: But they too. might be smart enough to know that that guy shouldn't go down with Gate. That's true, too. So we'll see. Yeah, if, if if we do start getting an influx of insert random you know, football guy who, who trained with Booker T and then got signed five weeks into his training or whatever, if those guys start going down, then I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see from the effort levels. Maybe all these guys want it. I don't know. I don't know the motivation of most wrestlers, but I'm I'm curious. And that we, we just talked about Evolve way more than we've talked about them at all. We haven't watched the shows. You know what I mean? Like so that's kind of cool. I, in, in I
0: genuinely think I genuinely think their business will improve. Long term, maybe not these first two shows, but I think you, I mean, plus if you're headlining with Cassius Ono and Mustafa Ali, you're gonna draw.
1: Oh, I mean, I could, a lot could, of
0: indie fans who Joe, I can going show you my
1: evolve. text messages. They weren't talking about going to evolve before today, but now I got three text messages. Hey, are you going to evolve? I, I, I want to go now, and I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about it now, even though I wasn't before. I mean, I can show you my text that indie wrestling fans are excited about the, you know, the influx of some of this talent,
0: but let's sure. not so. pretend they are what they were, they're not in the same spot. It's now part of the machine. There's
1: right. no All right, let's get to the world of Japanese wrestling here as we got about another half hour on the show. We got the New Japan Super Junior Tag League, Joe. It is now complete. And we have now the Power Struggle show. So the finals of the Super (laughs) (laughs) Junior. You want to take it away there?
0: I mean, they're doing the three-way. Yeah. It's uh, not a, is it
1: official yet or we know that like I mean it's, it's obviously going to happen it they was, announced it it.
0: At the, they announced it after the Rapongi 3K match, which I just watched before we recorded. They beat Time machine, and then there was confusion, mm-hmm. and the Japanese ring announcer started talking, and you could just go by crowd reactions what he was saying, you know what I mean? And um you know, he's talking talking. the translator's telling Kevin Kelly oh, they're trying to explain with the tie, and then the translator said... And Kevin Kelly said, well, what are they doing now? And the translator said, well, they're trying to figure out who advances. So they they play, they, they, they played it off like it was an on-the-spot decision by the yeah. decision. And they had uh, uh, Shingo and Bushi came out, and they were in like their, their track suits. You know what I mean? Like, waiting for the announcement. Like, it was supposed to be this dramatic thing. Who's getting left out is how they were trying to sell it. And then the announcer comes on, and he's going in Japanese, blah, 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 blah. Roppongi 3K! crowd cheers. Blah, 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 blah. Roasting up a Japan and the crowd cheers. Blah, 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 blah. Suzuki Gun, And the crowd goes, oh! And they all, like, uh, the announcement of the three-way, like, the crowd popped. Surprisingly. I don't I know don't why know they why. want to see
1: this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but we'll talk about that in a second.
0: So the crowd was like, like, oh my god, this is unprecedented. Like, the crowd reacted the way they wanted them to. And then Suzuki Gun came out. And then they cut a promo. Like it was one of those deals where as they announced each team, they would like pump their fists. Like, yes, we didn't get left out. You see what I'm saying? Like it was yeah, one of those right, kind right, of right. deals. And, um, you know, so they came out and, and Gun came out and talked shit to the other two teams. And then away we go, we've got our three way. So they all finished with 10 points and, um, man, about two thirds of the way through, it kind of looked like it was going that way. And that's what nobody seemed to want, but oh. that's what everyone's getting.
1: So, round-robin tournament shouldn't end in a three-way <laughs> There has to be a better way, right?
0: Bitch, there's eight fucking teams, and three of them went to the final. I mean, that's almost half.
1: <laughs> right. It's just stupid. I mean, <laughs> I what are we doing? Don't even have a tournament then. You know what I mean? Just have it be a single... Uh, it's, it's bizarre. It definitely sucked a lot of the life out of uh, the end of the tour. And, and overall, before we get to the power struggle... Um, what have you thought about this tour? Of course, you've been doing your daily updates on patreon.com slash voice of wrestling. So the people that uh, subscribers know kind of your thoughts overall. But for those uh, weird folks who don't subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash voice of wrestling as well. Uh, overall thoughts on the Super Junior Tour, because I've uh, been pretty down on it. We talked about it earlier. The Gentleman's Three pretty much across the board <laughs> with every match. It's It's been painfully boring and painfully like just baseline you know what i mean like nothing bad nothing good just kind of you watch a show you click out and you go yep i watched that show that's that's it there there is something that's been painfully bad we'll talk about it briefly though but uh overall though the wrestling of of the tournament would have been your overall thoughts
0: which by the way if you're not a subscriber the month just turned so if you subscribe now you get really full value for your uh five dollars if you subscribe now you get a full month's worth
1: and that's a not to you uh, know pat her own backs. So we've been killing it lately on content. We're, we're we got uh, plenty yeah. of shit all over the place. If I mean,
0: you're a subscriber and you're not happy with the content, I don't know what to tell you. I mean I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I can't, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can't I don't talk know. anymore. I can't I have no more talking left in me. But um uh yeah, look, the tournament, here's the thing. I'm not as down on as some other people are. I'm not real thrilled with it either. The problem is here none of the matches have been bad. Every match is good.
1: No, I, know, I haven't seen a bad match yet. I haven't seen a match that I went, oh gross, that was horrible. And no, everything's been good. Or fine. But that is quote unquote the problem
0: because nothing has been better than good. If this tour, if this, if you have this same exact tour, but just two of the matches are great, that's all I'm asking Two, everyone is talking about what a great tour this is because they'd say, oh, we had these two great matches and everything else is really good. But when you don't have a single great match and everything is just good, it feels like it's a shitty tour. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, there would be a total different perception of this if just one or two matches were great. And that's the critique. No no match peaked at great. And and they had four cracks at it in Cork and Hall to give us one or two. Four cracks at it. And we didn't get it. I get the house shows. I don't hold that against them. Listen, they're wrestlers. They're human beings. They're not going to go out there and kill themselves in front of well, actually, this tour is drawn very well. That's the weird thing, too. But you get what I'm saying. You know, on a house show tour, they're not going to work quite as hard. But they had four cracks at Corrigan Hall. And this show, this morning's show, was a big-time show with English commentary where everybody worked hard on the undercard. There were a couple of great matches on this undercard, which, you know, uh, Shingo and Bushi versus Yoshida and Taguchi today. Go watch that fucking match. I couldn't believe how good this was. And the work between Shingo and Ayato Yoshida, I want to see a singles match between these two guys because it was fucking happy. was
1: awesome, yeah. And t- was Taguchi actually wrestling and not being a fucking goofball? No, nah,
0: Taguchi Tug- sucked. But okay. the Shingo- Ayato, I had, y- hope. I had was, hope,
1: but yeah, I know. Oh, he,
0: <laughs> ta- he barely tagged anyone anyway. It doesn't matter. Ayato Yoshida worked 80% of the match and the stuff with Shingo was fucking electric. Rich, I'm telling you. I was recording the Thursday TV reviews while I was watching that show on mute and I had to stop what I was doing and give live commentary of it because it was so fucking good. It is so good. Like, I'm not telling you it's match of the year, match or anything, but you know when you're watching something that's just good. And, and Shingo and Yoshida, they just have it. They have fucking chemistry. This is the best Ayato Yoshida New Japan match yet. And he was in that eight man that opened the tour that was the best match of the tour. And this was a better performance than that for Yoshida. And he was so great with Shingo, but that's not either here nor there. I want to talk about Shingo a little bit though, Rich, because I've got some stuff here I want to I want to explore when it comes to Shingo and him coming into the company. Because I was talking about this with Jojo Remy, he did a lot of this work too, and then I did some more research as well. This tour is drawing shockingly well. I just looked at the last uh, three of the last four nights. I don't have the numbers for the 11-1 show, but listen to this quickly, Rich. Let me go over this. Ten twenty eight in Fukushima. Okay, Drew. 1,810 fans, okay? The last time they ran the same building was the 2018 Bessa Super Junior earlier this year, and they drew 1,670. This tour outdrew the Bessa Super Junior Tour in the same building in, in Fukushima. Wow. 1,029 in Miyagi, okay? A 1,448 sellout in Miyagi for this tour. 1,031 uh, in Nagano, Okay. This one drew 1,414 fans. The last it's time Nagino. they the- Not
1: to get you in trouble, it's Nagano, I believe. But- Nagano,
0: whatever the fuck.
1: I remember that one because they hosted the, uh, the Winter Olympics that one year. So
0: 1,414 <laughs> fans. Last time they ran that building, okay, was a Best of Super Junior show headlined by Willow Spray and Dragon Lean. It drew 992 fans. They outdrew drew that show by 500 fans. Wow. This tour is fucking drawing fans, and not just in Corkin. And here's the other thing. How about this? On New Japan World... OK, but let's talk about, you know, in Japan, they don't care about the juniors. New Japan, the juniors struggle to draw this and that. And that's always been true. New Japan World released the Tomohiro Ishii Minoru Suzuki title change from RevPro uh, this week. I've been tracking this, Rich. In the top 10, um, the top 10 uh, uh, shows or matches on New Japan World, uh, both on a daily and weekly basis, these dopey junior Super Junior Tag Team matches, even the standalone single cam matches, okay, are beating that Tomohiro Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki match. Right now, and it just updated, it's number six for the day, that match. And there are five Super Junior shows, and not all of them are Corican. Some of them are just single matches, Rich, uh, that are beating the Tomohiro Ishii-Minoru Suzuki match. And on the weekly rankings, let me pull that one up. Ishii Suzuki right now is fifth. Okay. There's three Korkin shows, and a, a uh, and a ACH Taguchi versus uh, Shingo and Bushi match ahead of that. Ahead of that match as well, just a single standalone match. Hmm, okay. And a and a lot of the single standalone matches that have outranked uh, in total number of of watches the Ishi Suzuki match are matches involving Shingo, which leads me to this point now too. Jojo Remy did some research on Google searches Japanese in kanji or whatever, Google searches, not English language, Google searches, of Shingo Takagi. Right, right, right. And every time he had something relating to New Japan, he spiked through the roof. Hmm. Um, and and here's another one for you. I know it just turned over, but um, yesterday, and it just turned over, so if you look now, it's not going to be the same, and people will listen to this all weekend. But uh, the rankings on New Japan World, the, the, Shingo, the, the reveal of X, Shingo's debut match from uh, whatever show that was,
1: um, I'm blanking on whatever the fuck I want to. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like very recently. Uh, what whatever was the last
0: big show was, the reveal yeah. of X. Yeah, yeah. That match was Poor still. that match was still consistently in the top ten on a day in day out basis of of matches watched on New Japan World in the middle of the, of the next tour. Just that match. So, I, you know, it was I King think, of Wrestling,
1: by the way. King of, King of wrestling. wrestling.
0: Yeah. There's a little. Listen, I'm not gonna go crazy with it yet. There's some evidence that this shingle move is a big fucking move. This guy has been a draw early on. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. You know they're headlining him at Corrigan. Was Corrigan shows uh, Drew this whole tour is drawing, and I have to think he has a lot to do with it. When you look at the fact that his debut match is still during the middle of another tour, consistently in the top ten every day and most watched matches on the site.
1: Well, you got to look at some of the other names here. I mean, it's not like Robbie Eagles is really. I mean, I I love Robbie Eagles, but like, yeah, I'm I'm assuming the Japanese fan base isn't buying tickets because Robbie Eagles is 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 showing up. And I'm sure. Uh, Well, that's another good
0: point. Is
1: is showing up. I mean, there there's one definitive new guy that's joined the ranks and joined this tournament, and it's Shingo. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, of all the guys that 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 come in, I mean, yeah, there's probably some other guys that are playing some part in it, or there's an overall awareness, but I mean, he seems to be the big focal point of 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 a lot of that movement and a lot of that change he has to be he's
0: main main evented a ton of these shows yeah now look a lot of the main events too are okada jay white 10-man tag main events but a lot of them are shingo tag team matches okay and the other thing is kenny omega is not on the tour and tetsuya naito was never announced for the tour but he's been showing up as an unannounced manager for the tag team but he was never announced for the tour because the first couple nights he came out, people were like, "Whoa, I can't believe he's here." So you have no Omega, you have no Naito. Okay, you got a tour drawing shockingly well. I have no, I have no. Why, why on earth, in the same building would this fucking tour
1: <laughs> outdraw the no
0: Super Juniors by five hundred fans?
1: Yeah, it shouldn't in any universe because it stinks. It's kind of stunk. So yeah, I don't and, know.
0: And then I see the Google trends. Yeah. With, with Shingo, and then I see how the crowd reacted to the announcement of the three-way. This dopey little tour that we're all just you know joking around about is fucking. It's over. This tour. People love this fucking tour over there. The local fans are into this fucking thing. And and you know I couldn't believe it myself. The, the, the you know it, it it made me do further research because I was a little surprised uh, by the numbers I was seeing, where the Corkin shows some you know. Those aren't even the, you know, there's a show that did over 1,800 fans in Fukushima. You know, that outdrew the Korkin shows. So I just wanted to note that I think it's worth keeping an eye on Shingo moving forward because he could be the difference maker here. Sure. I can't sit here and rubber stamp it, but there's there's some evidence is what I'm saying. So.
1: All right, let's. Uh, before we get to the power struggle, we do have to talk about uh, one of the very unfortunate things that's gone on during the Super Tag, the Super Junior Tag Tournament, and that is Lanny Poffo, New Japan commentator. Oh my god! <laughs> people, some people. I I kind of did a like a late catch up for a lot of the tournament because I, I just had some other stuff going on. I was kind of like I wasn't that interested in in some of the early matches, so I went back and I binge watched a lot of the stuff. Joe. I, I I thought people were exaggerating about how bad he was. He is he is Art Donovan bad. He is one of the worst commentators I have ever heard on pro wrestling. He is embarrassingly bad. I am I, I think less of New Japan because they allowed this man on their air, and I don't think that's wild to say. He is that bad. He is e- offensively bad. Not even funny bad. Not even like he is like wh- who in the fucking world made this call to have Lanny Poffo. Come here and and who didn't vet this at all? I know they call this the tryout. He's doing power struggle. Like that's not a tryout. Like this isn't like I get a tryout to me is we record you, nobody listens to it. One guy, Kevin Kelly, maybe goes, ah, I don't know. You know, he listens to it and goes, ah, I don't think this is gonna work. And that's it. It never sees the light of day. That's a tryout to me, right? The tryout is Eric Bischoff selling a broom in front of a green screen that only comes out many, many years later. A tryout isn't, hey, do like Ten shows on this tour that's available to the world, and do one of our big shows as a color commentator. That's not a tryout. Who hired this guy, and who thought that this guy could be a good commentator? I I, I hate to do this because he is the pride of Downers Grove, Illinois. The second best person to ever be born in Downers Grove, Illinois. I hate to do this, but he is so bad. Joe, can you even describe Lanny Poffo for people that haven't heard? And if you haven't heard, don't even bother. Don't even. Don't even, don't even try. You will. You will want to bash your head against a wall. He is that bad.
0: Um, the worst thing about Lanny Poffo is he just did, didn't prepare.
1: He doesn't know That's shit about anything. He, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. He, he commentates like he just got like thawed out of an ice block. Like he got frozen in a mountain and they thawed him and they said, Hey, Lanny, go do some commentary. He thinks he, Joe, he thinks Rocky Romero is oh, like this he- unbelievable athleticism. I listened to one show and he says, well, uh, Rocky Romero is unmatched in athleticism. And I said, Boy, you need to watch some Will Ospreay. If you think Rocky Romero, you need to watch anybody. Like, he reminds me of, remember when we, we laugh about it all the time when, when, when WWE went to China and, like, a tope was like the most amazing thing this pe- these people have ever seen in their entire lives was a tope. And I get it. They haven't seen wrestling in a while. Lanny Poffle thinks Rocky Romero is unmatched in athleticism. That is an exact quote is Rocky Romero is unmatched in athleticism. He said ACH and Rocky Romero are unmatched in athleticism. He couldn't even handle ACH. He, his mind was fucking blown by ACH. So that he, means he hasn't watched wrestling in the last 15 years. You know what I mean?
0: He, he's been putting over Rocky Romero <laughs> on every show. because Well, well I think Rocky Romero hired him. Yeah, I mean, I think because I – or gave him the shot because it's like I don't think the Japanese side has anything to do with any of this shit. I really don't. I don't no, think that's so know. You know, I get the sense that You know, he's putting over Rocky because I mean, it's not like Rocky's a bad wrestler, but the way he puts over Rocky is like the way Don Callis puts over Tessa Blanchard. It's like he talks about Rocky Romero throughout the entire card. Like, in the main event, he's still bringing up Rocky Romero.
1: Right, right. ACH was in a match that was completely unrelated to Rocky Romero, and he was like, oh, you know, ACH in this... ACH, is he's he's second to only Rocky Romero in athleticism in this in scene. This.
0: Yeah, that's like an actual quote, yeah. Like, what? Or, or Taguchi did the gimmick where he, like, runs out of steam running the ropes. Yeah. And he was like, whoa, this man does not have the stamina of Rocky Romero. Like, <laughs> he just keeps bringing up Rocky Romero, you know? And it's like, today, though, it's like, ages, he just didn't... Prepare and that's insulting to me. Like right. if you're bad, that's one thing, but he didn't prepare. And today he said something that was so egregiously bad that it, you can't come back from it. He said, and with no hint, he said this in a completely earnest manner. He asked Kevin Kelly the following question. Kevin Kelly was talking about Jushin and Thunder Liger and how he was going to have his 30th anniversary next year under the gimmick 1989 or whatever. And Lanny Poffo asked him earnestly not in a heel way as a heel i wouldn't mind or as you know trying to put him over no this was in earnest he turned he said to him has it been the same man under the mask all for all of those 30 years dude it's jushin liger
1: you cannot ask that you cannot cannot, cannot have the mic you cannot have a live mic on a new japan show if you don't know that Thunder Liger is the same person
0: And kelly was like well yes there's been five different uh, black tigers, but only one and four different tiger masks, but only one. It's like you have to know. You, 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 cut you, his mic.
1: you have to cut his mic immediately and just say, okay, thank you. Here's your ticket. Bye. Like, it's
0: a fucking <laughs> liger. You cannot not know that. You can't think that there's different men under that mask.
1: No.
0: And again, it wasn't like in a. I really want to be clear here. You can totally see Don Callis hamming it up, saying, are you sure that's the same guy under yeah, the mask? Oh, I don't
1: think so. He still looks good. It's got to be a different guy under I the don't, mask. I, I like, don't yeah.
0: buy it, Kevin.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. The, the annoying the, the heel we talked about earlier, the heel that's just like, doesn't think that he's being an idiot, but is trying to put it on. Like, oh no, there's no way. It's got to be another yeah, guy. He's in too good a shape to be the or butter I, I met in 1983. Like, There's no way it's him. Yeah, like Where On
0: one hand, you're being a heel. On the other hand, you're putting the guy over because you're right. saying how cool he is. That's something Don Callis would totally do. <laughs> this was Lanny Poffo. <laughs> Oh. literally asking the literal question. Cause he, he was, uh, because he was literally like amazed by that himself. And he, he was confirming that it was the same man. <laughs> you cannot call new Japan matches. If you don't this know that power
1: should... struggle, power struggle is a big show on the tour. He's calling power struggle.
0: He My just God. did. And listen, everyone says he's a nice guy, rich. You asked somebody in the company, about Lanny Poffo and your, the response you got was he, he was very nice to me. He's a very <laughs> nice man. To... Yeah. Yes. It, it's like, okay. Like I believe that
1: I've he met him before. Like I've talked to him, nice him nice before. Man. He's a very nice man. He talked to a little wiener kid for like 20 minutes about wrestling once. So, I mean, that, that's, you know, he's that had he was at a parade, he came by our parade, but yeah, he, <laughs> he shouldn't.
0: It doesn't mean he has any business behind the mic. He does. He didn't prepare.
1: And okay. you know what? It, Honestly, part of it, I, I want to blame him for not preparing. And I, I agree. You got to prepare if that's your job. But who hired him in the sense – you've to you got to vet this a little bit, right? you got to ask, hey, are, are you in some way aware of the new product? Because even when Kevin Kelly started, we talked about that. Kevin Kelly came in, and he was a rougher on the edges. He knew some of the guys. He didn't know the stories. He didn't know the intricacies. He didn't know the title histories. He didn't know a lot of the background. He needed a guy to sort of flower it up for him and help him out. And then it didn't take long. It was a few months later. And now Kevin Kelly is an expert of all things. New Japan knows it from front to back, knows everything he needs to know. But he did not know it eventually. But he did his work. But this is like you vetted this guy. And at some point you had to know that, hey, this guy doesn't know shit about New Japan, doesn't watch. I don't know if he knows shit about any wrestling. You know what I mean? Like he was his, his all of his references were 15, 20 years out of date. He had no scope of, of, of Japanese wrestling at all. He had no scope of American wrestling at all. He had no scope of anything. It felt like this guy just stopped watching in 1995 and got hired the next day to do this, this stuff or whatever. But you have to vet him and know that, A, he doesn't know shit about modern wrestling, doesn't watch it, doesn't care for it. Or not, not that he doesn't care for it, but just doesn't follow it, doesn't know anything about it. And that B is not going to do the work because this guy can come to you and say, Hey, look, I don't know anything about modern new Japan, but I'll do a crash course. You know what I mean? I'll watch all this access. I'll read all these tapes. I have this guy helping me out with notes. I'm going to do that. You, you have to know that during the process, this is going to be, a guy that's going to work to getting to a certain level. At some point, you have to know this just, guy's not going to work.
0: Doing, how about just having a cursory knowledge of the current storylines? Because I'll, I'll give you a line. He said today, <clears throat> this is what he said today to Kevin Kelly during the, uh, Minoru Suzuki, Tomohiro Ishii tag match as Kelly was trying to sell their match at Power Struggle for the Rev Pro title. Lani Poffel's exact words were, "Uh, Kevin, um, how long has Suzuki been the champion of the British? And Kelly's like, well, actually he lost that title to to Ishii a couple of days. He has no clue what's going on. No, and he's asking... What what he's, Art
1: Donovan. he's Art Donovan. He's Art Donovan bad. But Art Donovan was played... Art Donovan was put on the mic. King of the Ring 1994. He was put on the mic to be a boob. I don't know why the fuck they gave him a live mic for the entire thing. But that was his gimmick. Art Donovan would go on David Letterman and be old boob. That was his gimmick. It was, I'm an old, dumb idiot. <laughs> it was funny. And everybody laughed at it. And it was, ha ha, whatever. But he was just old, dumb boob guy that was just having fun. He wasn't there to be an actual commentator. Lenny Poffo is the color commentator for this. He is... You should not... You at home should not know more about everything than this guy. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything, as you said. He doesn't know who the guys are. He doesn't know what championships they hold. He doesn't know what feuds they're in.
0: Rich, he, he got doesn't the, know
1: he, anything.
0: He got the champion wrong, and the other guy walked to the ring with the belt.
1: <laughs> that's what I mean. Like it's like that thing. Like you know, and Art Donovan was that way. That's what makes that that such a fun show is because like Owen Hart comes out with the belt. And he's like, hey, is that guy the champion? And the Gorilla's like, ah, uh, yeah, he's got the belt. I'm like, oh, okay. And then like IRS steals the tires. He's like, oh, IRS is the champion now. He's like, no, that's not how it is. Art, like the, the how much does this guy weigh and all that sort of stuff. That was all kind of fun because art donovan's a boob and he's an idiot this is the same experience but it's like
0: he, he comes off as had you ever watch a baseball game and uh they're like oh we got a great treat for you jerry seinfeld will be in the booth for this half inning
1: <laughs> yeah, right or or who's yeah. ever starring in some fox show that's about to get canceled yeah, And Joe and Fox got to welcome ah this is uh <laughs> I'll the, I, but this but is jerry o'connell of the new uh fox comedy you know Claimed, it was, uh, he's a tax collector. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going, guys? And then he's just like, ah, and then they just have fun. In the,
0: the idea right. is just they're just having fun in the booth. Right, right, right. You don't expect, he come. Lenny Poffo comes off like a guy who's like a guest in the booth, and you don't expect him to know anything. Right, like your
1: grandpa rolled down and he's watching wrestling with you, and he's like actually kind of curious about this thing, and he wants you to answer every question for him. Yes. And eventually it gets kind of annoying and old, and you just kind of yes. want grandpa to go away because grandpa's like, hey, who's that guy? You're like, that's Ishi. Uh, who's that guy? That's Suzuki. Ah, uh, what are they fighting about? Ah, uh, it's about a title. Who has the title? You're like, all right, <laughs> or like a three year old. He's he's essentially yeah. either a grandpa or a, a three or four year old watching a, a wrestling show with you and asking every single question. Joe, and the, the thing that I mentioned that was most infuriating is that he has no scope of like modern wrestling at all. Like Chris Charlton, too, is <laughs> he is working overtime this tour because he had to become the color guy because Mavs wasn't great either. Mavs got better as the tour went on. Kevin Kelly coming back is is, is definitely a good thing because he can now. Oh my get god, the, a, a show today, bit.
0: With, the show today with Kevin Kelly. It was Kevin Kelly and Lonnie Poffo and Rich. It was like Kevin Kelly. It was like the, the the skies cleared and the clouds opened up, and it was like it was finally professional again.
1: Yeah, because Mavs has no real idea what's going on either. So that Mavs Gillis not.
0: is slightly better than Lonnie Poffo, <laughs> but not much. It, but it's like at least he has kind of a clue, and he tries, and he has. It's clear that he has notes, and he's trying to give the point totals as the matches happen. But he I didn't just, think
1: screams. he just screams the entire time. He, he is like the problem he with is a minor league baseball announcer that just every play is the most amazing play ever. Every single is the same as a double, is the same as a triple, is the same as a home run. It's just you can't be 10 the entire time. Then nothing Bingo. means anything if you're 10 he the entire can't,
0: time. He, he doesn't know how to control his emotional – everything is, everything is super exciting. Calm down. Someone grabbed a side headlock in the in the in the young lion opener, and he's just wailing <laughs> away about. Calm down. You gotta Save build to that. Energy.
1: You gotta build to that man. He, that can't he, be. Uh, they can't be the opener.
0: Doesn't know when to peak his energy, and he got better on some of the the first show. He was in, he was a disaster, and it was, And why would you put two guys debuting on the? I don't
1: know. Show? That's such a horrible idea. I would hate that too. And like I've done commentary before, it's awful. You got to be if this is your first time, you got to be with a pro. You know what I mean? The pro yeah. will lead you through it a little bit but you can't have a, a, a first-time play-by-play and a first-time color commentator. And that's a meant. Charlton just became the play-by-play and the color. I felt so bad. Well, they
0: crazy. added Charlton the second night. The I first know, and he night.
1: just did everything. Oh, I didn't listen to the first night. Oh, my God, Joe. The
0: first night, Rich, was just Mavs Gillis oh, and Lanny no. Poffo. <laughs>
1: I never watched it. I, oh, god, Rich,
0: they both debuted on the same show by themselves, they, uh, like together. Oh. So you had two – it was clear that Gillis was nervous. It was clear that Poffo within 10 minutes was clueless. And it was it was it was a total embarrassment. So then they added Chris Charlton the next show, and he made it a little better. And then Kevin Kelly today just was like, "Holy shit! There's finally a professional in the booth, and there's finally someone who knows what's going on."
1: Well, because at one point, so Charlton was was talking about um, I forget who who he was he was discussing, and he was talking about the. You know, in 1994 tournament, they had the it, it, the pre, precursor to the Super uh, Junior tournament. I forget what it was called then. It was something else. They had a, a junior tournament, a junior tag tournament. He was talking about the first winners were, you know, Eddie Guerrero. Because at some point, Charlton found Eddie Guerrero and Lanny Poffo knew who Eddie Guerrero was. So he kind of honed in on that a little bit of like, oh, yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. So he's like, ah, oh, you know, uh, Black Tiger, who was Eddie Guerrero, you know, him and uh, I think it was, who was it? Ko- Koji Kanemoto, I think, won the initial whatever tournament it was. It was whatever, 1994. So he says, ah, oh, you know, they won the the first junior tournament in 1994. And then there's like, Five minutes of like five seconds of silence. I felt like five minutes. And then Lanny Poffa goes, In 1989, I defeated Hulk Hogan. I did cheat to do it though. And then Chris (laughs) was like, Okay. I mean, I was talking about 1984 and Koji Kanemoto and Black Tiger. And this is 1989. And you're bringing up Hulk Hogan. And then he has like 10 minutes of silence. And he goes, Well, a win's a win, Lanny. And I was just like, Oh my God. What are we doing? So awkward. You know, it's just, and this one that, that was like, and then they would just cut and sound for like a minute, and then it just kind of went back to whatever it was. But it's like, what, what kind of segue is that? What are you talking about? What you not,
0: not the only time he brought that up, right. uh, you know, on one of the other shows. The, uh, you know, he used to call the uh, the G one like the, the the heavyweight tag team tournament, like that Massa Square Garden League or whatever. Oh, the MSG I,
1: Tag League, the MSG Tag League. M- yeah, yeah,
0: MSG came up because of that. And, oh, here we go. <laughs> and he. And well, did you know that the genius Lonnie Poffo main evented MSG twice against Hulk Hogan? And they're like, all right, you know, what do I do with
1: that? I don't know what to do with that. You know? There's nothing I can do. Yeah, I cannot yeah. come back to that. I just have to be silent and hope something happens so we can like, talk about something new.
0: So They should have dropped a cool story bro on him. I mean, that's what was, you know, it would have been appropriate. Yeah, that's
1: essentially that, that when, when I said Chris that one time when he responded with like, oh, and I used some nefarious means for that victory. And then Chris yeah. said the 10 seconds said well, a win's a win, Lanny.
0: <laughs> he didn't know what else to say.
1: You know, he what do you that? that? He's in his head. He's like, I got to figure out a way to get through this. How do I get yes. uh a win's a win, Lanny. All right, cool. Let's go. <laughs>
0: If I don't say something, he's going to start spouting off poems, and we can't have that on the broadcast.
1: Oh my god!
0: Uh, he just... But, but again, the fact he's a bad announcer is one thing. The fact he didn't prepare is insulting.
1: No, I would be insulted.
0: And and but look, I don't know what the mindset is. I don't know if they just think he's a nice guy and he's he's someone's buddy. I don't know what the the deal is, but.
1: No, no, no. no. If you're serious about this expansion, you cannot this is this is an embarrassment. This is a joke to have this guy under air.
0: And 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 if I'm running things after that first night when it was very clear that he didn't even attempt to prepare, I would have sent them home. Yeah. I can only I can only take have
1: some pride in your product.
0: Gotta have some pride. You've got to send them home. I would say, look, you're you're a nice man. We gave it a shot. I'm gonna pay you for the whole tour, but you're going home. Because I can't put you on the air anymore. I can't do it. Uh, we'll have chase owens do it i don't care who does it you can't do it anymore because you didn't prepare you didn't take it seriously and i'm not paying someone who didn't prepare that's a lack of respect he didn't prepare how many times can he tell us that he bought a kokeshi doll for his grandson and he has it back in his hotel
1: room (laughs) because that's the only thing he knows in japanese
0: he's brought it up during every hanma (laughs) that he bought a kokeshi doll but but i have it back in the hotel (laughs) thanks Okay. okay Nobody cares where your Kokeshi doll is.
1: I once shook hands with Ricky Dozan. Do you know that, Chris? And he's like, ah, yeah, Ricky Dozan, legend. And that was just like, who cares? Yeah. Thank I you. Mean, I'm glad you shook hands with Ricky Dozan. Who fucking, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know,
0: that grandson of his better enjoy that fucking Kokeshi doll. because <laughs> I, I had to hear about it nine times. I, I you know, I mean, geez.
1: Oh God. Yeah. It's, it, it, it is actually all jokes aside. It's actually like insulting. Like if, if you're serious about this English and they've done a lot of good stuff, they're going back and, you know, redoing the, re, you know, classic matches are getting redubbed and there's voiceovers and stuff. And a lot of the stuff they've done, their YouTube is, has done a lot, but you, you can't do I mean, if you are actually serious about this, this is, it's, it's insulting to us. It's, it's insulting the English language viewers that, that you would think that this is acceptable at, the, at, at any point. And like you said, after that first night, you knew it wasn't going to get better. It was not going to get better.
0: And he, he just comes off like a guy who's, who's enjoying himself and having fun and all those sorts of things. But I don't want that on my broadcast.
1: No. And so. I think the worst thing too, is that we've talked about it all the time is that we, and you know, from the buying patterns that new Japan, that if you are an English speaking new Japan fan, you don't want a guy. You want to feel like you're getting authentic new Japan. You feel like you want to feel like you're getting. And Kevin Kelly presents that Kevin Kelly has dug right in. And even though he's got traces in WWE and all that sort of stuff, he's dug in. He knows everything. Chris, Chris, he knows everything. He's a, a wealth of history, and he doesn't dumb it down at any point. He doesn't bring up, he doesn't reference every guy to a WWF wrestler or a WCW wrestler. You know what I mean? He just says, "Yeah, Coach get and Black Tiger." That was Eddie Guerrero. Like that's the, the most he'll give you. And is like, but he's he's he gives you the history of Japanese wrestling and the history of New Japan and the history of that company or whatnot. A guy like a Jim Ross, I think, does not do a good job of that because everything is Ah hey, Tomo Hirishi, He reminds me of Randy Orton, and it's like, don't know. I nobody wants to hear that. If I'm watching this, get, don't insult my intelligence by dumbing it down to here's a here's an approachable, a familiar name for you to now let you know who this is. I think there's a time and a place for that. I think people subscribing a New Japan World that are English speakers don't want a guy that's going to talk about main eventing MSG with Hulk Hogan in 1984. You know what I mean? Like we don't want that. Nobody wants that. I just I want that. someone
0: who's gonna. I just want someone who's gonna prepare and yeah. know what. Yeah, that's all. Uh, they don't even necessarily have to be great at it, but uh, show some respect and prepare for the job. If I'm coming, if I'm new Japan, I mean, you know, I, I can't have someone who's just, uh, taking free money and that's what he's doing. Cause he didn't even try. Maybe he would be good if he prepared. I have no idea, but all I know is he didn't even, he knows nothing and it's insulting. He didn't attempt to do the job that he was paid for.
1: Oh, real quickly, a uh, power struggle, uh, coming up this weekend we have the full card now it actually just came out i'm glad we uh, we kept going on with the show here a little bit so i'll quickly run this down uh you got the opener liger tiger Subarano and volador versus ach Taguchi, Sabin saban and hanare yeah kushida and great bash heel versus robbie eagles and the girls of destiny okada and beretta versus white and i'm sorry
0: what was that 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 go over that last one again
1: uh the kushida and great bash heel versus robbie yeah. eagles and uh gorillas of destiny
0: okay so ishimori still out with the ankle probably because he injured his ankle in the final match. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Go ahead.
1: All right. Uh, Okada and Beretta versus Jay White and Badlok Fale. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and David Finley versus the Golden Lovers. Uh, Super Gen- uh, Junior Tag League Finals. As we mentioned Roppongi 3K versus Despi and Kanamoro versus Bushi and Shingo. Never open weight title, Taiichi versus Godo. Uh, RPW, Championship of Britain, uh, <laughs> Ishii versus Suzuki. Uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Zach Sabre Jr. And then your main event, the IWGP. Intercontinental Championship, Jericho versus Evil. So that's yeah, it's a pretty,
0: pretty loaded show. Pretty loaded show. Keep an eye moving forward on what's going on with Ishimori and his ankle. Because remember, he's a never trio champion. And you know how it is. If, if he's going to be out an extended period of time, um, they're going to strip him. So then they may have to, to fill those titles in some form or manner uh, before Russell Kingdom. Because it looked like a pretty bad injury. He couldn't even walk.
1: And I believe somebody else also mentioned this as well. I think we retweeted it on the uh, the feed. I think it was Andrew Rich, Andrew T. Rich, uh, on Twitter mentioned that Sonata uh, not on the tour or not on this show either. Uh, he is he's not listed anywhere here as well. So yeah. pretty interesting. There's just, he, no, uh, there's just no match. Said, for him, yeah, right? I mean, where do you have slot him in? You don't need to slot everybody every time. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like I don't care. You can take a night off. It's fine. Yeah, doesn't bother me all that much.
0: Because Evil and Naito have singles matches, so he doesn't have a. There's no match for him
1: right exactly so there's nowhere for him to really go so yeah that makes makes all the sense in the world to do that yep all right so that is power struggle we have uh we'll have a preview up at voice and also a review uh voice about that and we are out of time so do and let everybody know of course want to subscribe to us on patreon patreon.com slash wrestling also voices patreon you were uh did the incredible new japan uh, super junior daily things you got the TV reviews, NFL intelligentsia. I got Q and A's. We got some other great stuff coming up. I got Michelle calling wrestling matches. There's, there's a lot of good stuff there on uh, right now. And I know that uh, we got, we heard from multiple people that were subscribed in October, that that was a year or or a month. I should say where they felt like they, they were stealing money from us (laughs) and they were you bastards. We should charge you a lot more, but no, a lot of great content for five bucks got some tiers as well You can get the one dollar tier if you kind of want to sample as the two dollar overrun tier as well uh lets you sample but the five dollar gets you everything uh definitely the best value in wrestling as you say uh quite often so patreon.com slash voice wrestling or voice wrestling.com slash patreon for that uh voice slash forums we're going to try to uh forums been some good activity going on there but it has definitely lessened in, in in recent uh weeks and months so we're gonna try to ramp that up a little bit uh so voice wrestling.com slash forums you definitely want to check that out uh at voices wrestling on twitter you're definitely going to want to do that uh, and also make sure you're subscribing to the voice wrestling podcast network so you're not listening to just the voice wrestling flagship even though of course we thank you for doing that but uh, we also have music of the mat wrestling on omakase as we mentioned the final everything evolves shake them ropes just a ton of good stuff uh you can you can check out there open the voice gate just a lot of really great stuff on the voice wrestling podcast network so make sure uh, you're subscribing to that and listening there uh, and then last but not least uh, our sponsor grapple i know uh, as i was going uh, as we were doing the show i was looking at and i was gaining followers by the minute on grapple so people are joining a lot of people i did recognize as well so thank you for joining that of course uh, grapple as we said is a new app you can rate matches and follow people and follow their ratings as well that's g-r-a-p-p-l and it's available on the app store and google play for free so you make sure you want to to do that as well and then uh, yeah i think we are done here so for joe lanza i'm rich creation we'll see you next time on the voices wrestling flagship podcast take care